Welcome in. Woo! Happy weekend to you. My name is Ultimate DJs. You're listening to Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. And welcome in to the show here today as we get ready to wrap up Assimilation Part 1. That's where we are today. Wrapping it all up, putting a bow on it, putting it in the books, calling it a day, calling it a month, rather. Assimilation Part 1 is done. What did we think? What about the new features, the events, the calendar, the metas? We're going to break everything down in bullet review style today as we prepare to issue our final grades coming later this week. Who is here to sound off? In the Talking Trek server sound off, you guys go ahead and hit it. Thorn kicking us off today. On server 15, Sirtail on server 36, Mighty Croc on server 8, Ash the Destroyer on server 43. King Kirky on 181, Noon Whistle on 29, Gopher's Gone at 130. And the Hizzy Warhol on US 21, thank you. Um, let's see, Dr. Juby says, I'm not actually here. But you typed. From server 60. Thanks, Juby. Uh, Zandy's the Handsome on server 12. Dragon Keeper on server 52. Sores on 157. Jux on 187. Beat for the Gods on server 17. Maximum Hunter Dude on server 28. Boxer on server 60 writes, The bright side is stupid news can't nearly be as bad as DJ's rapping, which is likely accurate. <laughs> Iron Chef, Aloha from server 14. Joker on server 16. Coldbane on server 175. Dale on server 34. Stradalorian on 9. Triblets on server 11. Emmy on 187. Ivor on server 24. Forgotten Shields on server 83. JT Bob on 156. Vic Nice on server 40. Decades. rapping was great. Thank you, Karkin. I appreciate that. Dekix needs to update his tag, Bubba Joe, because Dekix, as far as I'm aware, may in fact be the galaxy's first true free-to-play to have hit Ops 50. Congratulations, Dekix. He hit Ops 50 this weekend, the game's first free-to-play 50, and there he is. And he even told me earlier. Yeah, he told me earlier, Trey, he was like, 51 doesn't look that bad. I'm like, you know what? Pace it out. (laughs) (laughs) Slow it down. 51 might not look bad, but everything else. Yeah, you might even say 52 doesn't look that bad, Dekix, but it's all downhill from there, buddy. (laughs) It's all downhill from there. So, you know, just take your time. All right, work on some ships or something. I wouldn't put a whole lot into buildings right now. I'd just kind of chill. I would 51 just is, 51 is just some resources. It's it really isn't that bad. It's just some resources. Yeah. Yeah. And Everything 50, after that though. 52 even. Not horrible mm. from from what mm. I remember people saying. It will take materials but but not awful. Now 53 huge huge hump and and events and everything just get just get foobar from there. But um you know, congratulations. But it's still it's a huge feat. Um and and it it would tell you as a free to play getting to ops 50 trader if he does actually start to gate himself, right? Like if he gets to 51 or if he gets to 52, then then it kind of gets to a point where like you got to start actually slowing yourself down. Decades like cuz you don't want to you don't want to go there. <laughs> right? Bubba, like you don't want to go you don't want to go to 53. Uh I, I, me personally, it, 
I don't I don't think I think that's that's a point where I might just camp a little bit like 52 just kind of hang out for a little while I mean maybe no no uh, yeah no, but you, no, 53 no. you can get the new ship but I'm telling you like 53 plus in this game's just foobar it's foobar I, I, you're not wrong but every level right before you get a new ship is awful every single one I get that 52 Correct. 55 59 they're terrible I get right? that because because the events are scaled like you should have this new thing that is well developed and you should be able to do all these things and I, I think that I think I would not I would either stay at 50 or 51 and then try and blitz to 53 I would not sit at 52 I just wouldn't well good advice because I, I'm definitely saying like that early 50s right there before you get to 53 like that's where the game falls apart that's actually something that we're going to talk a little bit about today we'll touch on it i don't want to spend a ton of time on on g5 today i feel like we we gave g5 a ton of representation this month but but it's deserved because the game is just foobar there like you know i don't know why we can talk about why we think that is it's just broken so we'll talk about that (coughs) excuse me but nonetheless, I don't want to detract from the accomplishment. It's super, super incredible. Uh, 180 additional messages in our Talking Trek server sound off. Welcome to all of you, 331 in our live studio audience. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a lot to get to today and a lot to tell you about Bubba Joe because we do have an in-between-the-arcs uh, schedule, uh, so to speak, as far as our content goes. And so let me just go ahead and share this with a couple of people. And, and let me get your insight. Now, I did talk to the tra- uh, Talking Trick panelist over the weekend about this. Bubba and Trader and, and Putz, Karkin, all of them kind of sounded off, Ripper included. We have another opportunity, Trader. While we're just kind of, you know, we'll do the news here in a minute, but I want to kind of give some mm-hmm. announcements. We've got an opportunity over on Twitch at another promotion. And uh, it's different this time. It's not like, you know, everybody get to this point and, you know, get a free hoodie or something like that. As a matter of fact, it's just straight up cash for the creator. Now, I've always avoided these before, Trader. Like, I have always said, you know, I'm not really interested in peddling a game. All right. Not just for cash. Not that has anything that's not to do with our community. Um, But like I said, they Twitch won me over when they offered to start sending everybody merchandise during that raid promotion. And that kind of got me thinking about ways that we could adapt other promotions in the future. So this campaign has made itself available. Bubba, you, um, I'm not going to tell anybody the name of the game yet because I don't want anybody to download it early. Our link's not active. Right, and, you, you got you to wait. Yeah, I don't, want, I don't want anyone to know what it is because the link is not active. And, and they, as we learned during Raid Trader, they're super strict about like new accounts versus people who have downloaded it before. So, you know, yada, yada, yada. But there is this game, Bubba, you actually happen to play it. And you told me, hey, listen, the objectives they're asking for are relatively simple. So uh, we've got in front of us a, uh, no, I'm not giving anybody the name of the game, Dragon Keeper, because if somebody downloads it ahead of time, not realizing that they have to wait, then they won't get entered into the contest that Talking Trek is going to launch, Trader, because here's what we've decided to do. We are going to launch the contest, could even, maybe, possibly, potentially, do it later tonight. Not likely. It might be tomorrow or even Tuesday. But uh, we're going to launch this contest. There are objectives. But if we get, and, and here, I'm going to go ahead and lay it out. I'm just going to go ahead and tell everybody. If, if, it's, if we get 130 players, Trader, which we did on the last one, we blew it out we of did. the water. We had like 180 players do what we needed them to do last time. If we get 130 players 
to meet the goals that this gaming company has laid out for us, then um, I have decided that we will award, we'll basically do like an entry kind of thing. So if, if you hit the rewards, whatever, you're going to have to send a screenshot and do an entry form just like we did last time, Trader. But we'll enter everybody into, into a bucket. And I thought this might have been easier than trying to order 180 things. Plus, this campaign's only like seven days, so there's not a ton of money involved. But if I was going to do it, if I was going to share with you guys, if I was going to try to hit the goals, then we wanted to give back. So here's what I've decided to do, Trader. I've decided that we will enter everybody into the contest, and we will draw a top three. We'll draw three winners out of everybody who does it. Now, this is going to have to scale, right? Because if we don't get the 130 players to do it, then they pay less. So what we're going to do, if we get 130 players and there will be a tracking widget, I'll be able to see data and all this stuff. Hopefully, Trader, it all works well. If we get 130 players to do it, we're going to draw uh, third place winning a $50 pack inside Star Trek Fleet Command. Second place will win $150 worth of packs inside Star Trek Fleet Command. And first place will win three hundred dollars worth of packs inside star trek fleet command uh which is an odd prize even though i mean it's not an odd prize it's our community but it's not going to be content or packs or anything for the other game we're going to just use it to feed our own so what we're going to do uh trader is launch that contest here in the next couple of days and if we get to 130 then we're going to give away 500 dollars worth of total prizes then we'll have to scale back, though. If we don't hit the goals, like I, I've got a whole formula all set up on what it's going to take to do what and do this and do that. So that will have to adapt, but that's the goal. If we get to 130, we're going to give away $500 worth of uh, rewards to our Star Trek Fleet Command community, and that game will launch here in just the next uh, day or two. I mean, it may, we'll see. It, sometime in the next, let, let's just put it this way, Trader, sometime in the next 48 hours. All right. Sometime in the okay. next 48 hours, yep. we'll launch it. Because depending on how I feel, it might be tomorrow, it might be tonight, it might be Tuesday. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Um, now, Retrieving says, instead of doing first, second, and third one, I'll do $500 packs. We could. I mean, I don't know. If that's what you guys would rather do, I- I'm fine with that. Okay? I'm, I'm totally cool with that. I-, I just thought it, you know, you're right. There's not any accomplishment, right, Trader? Just finish it, and they go into the bucket. So maybe we could do $500 packs. What do you think? Does there need to be a first, second, and third, mm-hmm. or you just want to do five winners? Of five hundred, of, of we just 100. do five winners. There you That's go. See, there you go. Trader five says, winners. Trader says, do a hundred dollars for five people. That'll increase yeah. your odds. Increases your odds of winning. There you go. Dragon Keeper says, why not do a hundred? And then Ardvark says, one winner take all. <laughs> I thought about that, Ardvark. I really did think about <laughs> that. Um, so Gophers Gone says, why not a hundred and thirty hundred dollar packs? Because they're not paying nearly enough for that. Uh, obviously, <laughs> they're they're not. They're actually paying very very little. But uh, we don't get these campaign offers very often, Trader, and, and when we do get them, you know, I try to adapt them back out to give back to the community. And, uh, and I will tell you, Zandy says, how about $25, $20 Battle Pass winners? I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of work to keep up with. Although, maybe it's not, Trader. Maybe it's not. Because uh, community, Trader and I were doing our end-of-month audit just earlier today, and we found interesting, interesting information, Trader. All right, like this is, let me just tell you, community, how much we give back across all of our properties. All right, just, just in the month of January. All right, and this doesn't include the $1,100 that we gave away from the December thing that pretty much everybody claimed in January, right, Trader? So that's $1,100. But this month, just this month in actual names drawn, 
some people haven't claimed them yet, and we have paid out other people from December. But this month, we've drawn 82 winners. 82 winners, whether it was merchandise, Talking Trek merchandise, battle passes, prize closet items, um, and really technically 83 if you count the s'mores maker that we sent to Jace. All right, Jason Australia has never had a s'more in his life. We're sending him a s'mores maker. It, it, just fun stuff. All right, that's but that's how crazy our community. We expect him to share the love. That's right. We expect him for... to cook the s'mores and then ship them to other people who need them. Um, it's it's, it's, it's mind blowing. It's really amazing. It's really amazing that you've given out this many things and you didn't have a stream with Oliver. And I didn't what? Have a stream with Oliver. Remember the last couple of streams with Oliver? He's just giving things away left and right for no apparent reason. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He just, uh, we're going to give you uh, five, 50 pounds of Skittles or something, whatever he did. Five pounds of Skittles. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, Oliver, he does. He pretty much gets free reign on this show. But, yeah, 82, counting 83, if you count Jace Trader, winners of, of Star Trek Fleet Command or Talking Trek uh, product. And, and those are all unique, by the way. We don't allow duplicate winners. By the way, Trader, that doesn't even count Battleship, which also started in January. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine more winners. So what is that now? Yeah. 83, nine, that's 92 people have won something from this show in the last 29 days. We, crazy. we said that we were going to ramp it up in 2023, and by golly, we're off to a hot start. Uh, please share with your friends, share with your, your family, and have them come and hang out and have a good time. Uh, your chances of being a winner on this show are, are ridiculously unheard of. I've been told that we should scale it back, Trader. I've been told that we are far too generous like like that that other streamers and other creators don't like not just in this game like in any game don't give like we do i kind of feel like that they don't i kind of feel like that's uh that's part of our shtick you know i don't know i can cut back i don't cut back it's always fun giving away stuff it is know? fun giving away stuff joker says and lower the odds listen let me just tell you joker it doesn't work if there's nobody new coming in like we gotta have new like you know what? I would almost argue with you, Joker, that the odds don't get lower because the more people that come in, the more stuff we give away. You know what I'm saying, Trader? The more people that watch and engage and participate with our content, the more we actually can give away. Look at 2022 where we gave away, what was it, Trader? We looked at the lines the other day. We wrapped this up oh early in January. God. 762 winners in the year 2022. No, that's not right. That Hold was on. that was nope. twenty one through twenty two, wasn't it? I yes, know. I don't or, know. I, hold on, I'll give you an answer. All right, Trader's going to give us the number. It's it's a ton. So, but we do have to have new people come in, Joker. So you can say it lowers the odds. Don't be selfish. We got to grow 100 the channel. One hundred and eleven. We're in twenty one. I'm sorry, four hundred and eleven. Four hundred eleven. We're twenty two. Yes, so just in 2022. The entire year, 2022, we give away 411 prizes, and here in January, uh, we're at 92 already. Yep. Eh, you, you guys do the math on that. That happens when we grow. That happens when we get big, when, when new people engage, so you guys keep it up. And we will have uh, a new opportunity uh, coming up in the next 48 hours. Like, like I said, uh, Trader, I'll leave it up to you. You want to do 25 battle passes? Fine. You want to do five $100 packs? Fine. You want to do winner take all? I don't care. That's up to you. You figure it out. 
Uh, if we get 130 players to our goal, I will give $500. Okay, that's the uh, that's the goal. So. That's what we got uh, coming up, and uh, we encourage you guys all to share our content, share the links, and, uh, and do all that stuff. We'd really, really appreciate it. Bubba Joe, uh, we've gone too long on, on that. I just kind of wanted to share that with you guys, um, but uh, we do have some big stuff coming up. And, yes, we did ship a s'mores maker. Two, actually. We shipped two s'mores makers, one to Jace in Australia, and then, of course, one out to Los Angeles, where it has not yet been unpacked. The microwave has been, but the other one's still in the box, so... I can tell how uh, I can tell how valued that was, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, we didn't actually do the microwave. Um, I, I don't know who actually shipped that, but uh, they showed up at the same time, so everybody thinks I did it. I didn't actually send the microwave; somebody else did that. What do s'mores taste like? Oh, pff, heaven on earth! Uh, <laughs> it is exactly deliciousness, yeah. pure deliciousness. One hundred and ten percent. Not like chocolate. If you don't like You're chocolate or marshmallow, people. some people don't like marshmallow. But if you don't like either of those two things, then. Uh, Suppose the third component is the graham cracker. Who doesn't love a graham cracker? I have objection to that. Everybody loves graham crackers. All right. so <laughs> Love them. Yeah, who doesn't love graham crackers? Uh, if you've ever heard of them, Jace has never – they don't – right, Aaron? You guys said over in New Zealand, you don't even have such a thing as a graham cracker. I don't know. I wonder if I can ship them. Do you think it's like a regional thing, Bubba? Like I won't be able to get them in? If I try to ship a case of graham crackers to, to New Zealand, are they even going to get through? I don't know. Yeah, they'll get through. Okay, there you go. It's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> housekeeping, those are an abomination. What is that? Those S'more... are a crime against humanity. Listen. That should be outlawed. There's a lot of things that have s'more flavor, but it's not the same as actually making a s'more. Okay? It's, it's not the same. Look, there he is. Uh, there he is right there. Uh, Lancer uh, says, looking forward to trying it. He was our winner. Uh, he's the one who's going to get the s'more maker over in Australia. So pretty uh, excited about that. All right, Bubba Joe, we've got some stupid news. Let's knock this out because we've got content to do and a limited amount of time in which to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the Talking Trek studios and from all across the world, it is time for your stupid news headlines. Stupid news! 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 Happy birthday to Lord Neelix. I got a message, uh, I think it was on Friday, Trader, and he said, listen, I would love it if you're if you're going to do some content or stream on Sunday. It's my birthday. I want to be here. I want to celebrate my birthday with you. And I said, well, we're not going to stream, probably, but we'll do uh, we'll do the podcast. And I told him I would read that out. Happy birthday to you, mate. Happy birthday. Uh, Bubba Joe, according to a recent lawsuit... Fireball drinkers are are rioting in the streets. All right, if you drink Fireball, uh, you got a reason to be upset because apparently <laughs> you've been duped when you pick up a bottle of Fireball cinnamon at the convenience stores, gas stations, supermarkets. Uh, that little bottle, like the three point two ounces or whatever it is, apparently the maker of Fireball cinnamon sells a different product in a nearly identical bottle in the exact same size. But it's a malt beverage flavored to taste like Fireball, but contains no whiskey. All right? No alcohol in it. So some people feel like they're being defrauded by the company. Listen, if you're drinking Fireball, odds are this isn't the first thing that, you know, in your life that's gone wrong. All right? So just saying, look inward. (laughs) Look inward and examine your choice of of alcohol from 3.2-ounce bottles at the gas station. Oh, an asteroid estimated to be the size of a delivery truck flew by Earth 
Thursday night overnight. Did you guys know about this? We came close, Trader. We came close. Thursday night, an asteroid flew past Earth. It happened late, late at night, obviously, because just like a delivery truck, it was running late. <laughs> a trail camera was set up to capture images of wildlife over in Colorado and was hijacked this past week by a bear that used the camera to pose for over 400 selfies. Some may say it's never bad to have bears on camera for this long, unless it's footage of the Chicago Bears. <laughs> Saying that might not work. <laughs> the Bears. The Bears. The Bears. A South Florida man won a million dollars on a scratch-off lottery ticket after someone cut him in line at a Publix. That's indeed happened. Somebody cut in front of him, bought a ticket, wasn't a winner. He came up and bought a ticket and then won one million dollars. The only problem with that trader is he immediately spent it all when they rang up his eggs. It was a problem. That <laughs> was bad. Bad news. Bears. I get it. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, this is this is embarrassing. King Charles is in the news. He has finally evicted his disgraced brother, Prince Andrew, from Buckingham Palace. Did you guys hear about this? He finally kicked him out. The scandal-scarred royal, who was stripped of his royal and military honors by his late mother, Queen Elizabeth II, has been told to find a new place to live effective immediately. He has, apparently, less than 24 hours to leave, which was fine. He understood that, Bubba, because he truly only understands numbers less than 18. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Oh, I got a good one. I got two more good ones. These are good. I've, I've, I'm wrapping up with the best one. Maybe I do is the name of a new rom-com starring Susan Sarandon, Richard Gere, Diane Keaton, and William Macy. It came out this past Friday. Bubba Joe told me he's excited for this, and I get it. This cast should absolutely draw a crowd of People who can't stay awake past seven o'clock. It's, it's a good cast. It's a good cast. <laughs> okay, okay. And this is this is it. This is totally risky. This is PG thirteen. If your children are listening, you just send them after a s'more, real quick. Thirty seconds, okay? Pamela Anderson is in the news. Tell you know it's gonna be good. Pamela Anderson claims that she did not actually work with a collaborator or ghostwriter on her upcoming memoir, Love Pamela. Pam says it's been a massive battle to get people to believe that she could actually write the memoir without any help. She said, "I deleted probably two to three times as much as I actually kept." Making, <laughs> kind of making me wonder. If the delete key got pounded more or less than other personal video projects from her past, ladies and gentlemen, that's your stupid news. Yes! Oh, yeah, putz. Finished with a bang right there. You get it? (laughs) (laughs) That is a good one. <laughs> I apologize. When do the funny ones start? Should, oh, come on. That was great. Should I cut it from the show? Should, <laughs> should I cut it? No. <sighs> All right. Listen. Um, that was our stupid news. That's that's obviously hilariously funny to all who enjoy it, uh, to all who listen, because how could you not enjoy that, Bubba Joe? But uh, I do want to take just one uh, quick second and and kind of point out something that was absolutely terrible 
today. Um, and I think, was this actually today? I believe this was, right? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the Star Trek family has lost yet another amazing uh, actor and contributor. Trader, um, we, a lot of us watched Picard season two, so we know Annie Wershing. And we have uh, seen interviews. If you guys watched the, uh, the Ready Room with Will Wheaton, we've seen her on there. Even as recently as a couple of months ago, Annie Wershing was 45 years of age and passed away from ca- uh, cancer, I uh, believe today, or was it this weekend? Um, and appara- I didn't know anything about this. She was apparently sick while filming season two of Picard. For those of you who don't know, she was the Borg Queen in season two of Picard. That happened earlier today, and so obviously thoughts and prayers to her and her family. She has two small children, Trader, which just absolutely rips apart my soul. Uh, her children were 12 and 4 years old, and, uh, and she passed away this morning at the super young age of 45 uh, after working in, uh, in the Star Trek fleet, uh, Star Trek universe uh, over the last year and a half. So that is thoughts and prayers to Annie Wershing, our beloved Borg queen. Um, so just, you know, terrible, terrible news and another wonderful member of the Star Trek family lost, Bubba Joe. It breaks my heart. All right, so shout That's out terrible. shout out to her and her family and most especially her children. Uh, it's just heartbreaking there. Um, speaking of Borg, though, we did receive a, a long-awaited Borg refresh, if you want to call it. A refresh in this game, uh, as we had Mr. Tiger on and was talking to him earlier this month, Bubba Joe. It's been three years. Three years since the Borg were introduced into this game, and almost as long since it got anything new. All right? Almost as long, if you don't count the return of the Mega Cube event, which was a new event, but not really anything new. So we've got this here today that we are going to discuss. Um, we've got fleet commanders today that we're going to discuss, Bubba Joe. Um, all kinds of stuff. What I want to do today is kind of go ahead and, and get the discussion uh, out of the way, the debate, the discussion, the points. Bubba, what should players be keeping in mind? What should players be remembering? as they're preparing to pass judgment on this arc. Bubba and I uh, were chatting a little bit before the show, and we were talking about some points that were okay and other points that were not okay and talking about some engineering and some lag and things like that, and I want to get to all of that. So I figure, Bubba, we just kind of made an outline, and let's just start at the top, okay? Let's start with these brand-new Borg officers. We got two of them. We, for the first time, we've got Borg officers that are not a unit number, like not 5 of 11, not 10 of 11, or... They have names. They have names. This is going to bring the collective down. Yeah, well... You know, the story, I don't know if you guys got to read the story of Galinar and how he wanted to become assimilated and and how that whole story happened. It was very interesting writing. I did enjoy the mission stories this month. I felt like all of them were better than average. Nothing knocked my socks off with the story this month, but they were good stories. And uh, Galinar is a pack-led. He's our rare officer this month. So let's start with the rare Officer Galinar. Bubba Joe, we've done some testing with him. Um, and, you know, okay. He's a loot. I think it's clear to say that these two officers that came this month, they were absolutely meant for lower deck. 
Like, just no question about it. If you put them on the bridge, it might be for synergy only, but it's really not providing any kind of massive benefit to gameplay, in my opinion. They were meant to be lower deckers, right? And I, I, and, don't, know, I, don't, know, I don't know what you're talking about. I used uh, Galinar in my captain's chair for the uh, Vidar PvP event. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, did he do better or worse than Mbenga? He helped many members of my server. He helped many, so they were able to come and kill you. Is, is what <laughs> yes. you're saying? Got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was able. They were able to come and finally kill you. So Galinar, rare Galinar. You take a look at his lower deck ability, his BDA, as Scopely refers to it. That is a below deck ability. When we see these uh, these analogies or the the abbreviations in the game, a BDA that is below deck ability. Let's take a look at Galinar's below deck. Ability. What's theirs is ours, increasing the amount of resources dropped from Axion Apex and Borg Hostels by 10% of their base value. Now, what's interesting on this, and, and I have not tested it. I, I ain't going to lie. It's been a rough uh, probably week to 10 days at work, and, and I've really gotten to play very little. I'm, uh, I'm going to finish my 20 milestone battle pass, but not battle pass overflow. I missed events, Bubba Joe. So I haven't gotten in here. To, to mathematically calculate this, but I am hearing from some players that Galinar's 10% is not necessarily base. Or, or if it was, it's modifying base. They're telling me that it's better than it appears. Tell me that they're right. Is that accurate? Yes, Zandy says this is a multiplicative bonus. So... What you're, what you're doing here, this guy is better than you think, okay? Now, first of all, I don't have a problem with any kind of a loot bonus officer, Bubba Joe, especially with Borg. All right, Apex is fine. I know that that's going to be important to a lot of people. I am currently not struggling uh, with filling my hole with Apex, but Borg, God, anything to improve this grind, right? Like, this grind is the worst. Trader, just real quick, yes or no, did you touch a singular Borg probe this entire month? No. Didn't think so. So some players are beyond this, all right? I, and I acknowledge that. But for and, – and but, you know, on the other hand, Trader, you are still doing uh, the the in Hostels, but you're probably, like Bubba, not using a Mantis, right? So using a G4 ship. Correct. So uh, G5. I, uh, right, G5. I so I, I, can Im- I can imagine that Galinar probably has a unique ability or a unique use to G5 players with regards to, to Apex. Yeah or nay? I don't use them and I don't have them, so I don't know. Okay. Bubba? Oh, I haven't had to hit Apex since I got him, so I don't know. Okay. See? This is part of the pain that we're talking about for G5, but we'll get back to this. We're going to circle back. For Apex and Borg, for, in my opinion, Bubba Joe, the targeted ops range of this month's content, which is not G5, I think that the target is very clearly uh, the sweet spots, if you will. The sweet spot, 43 through 52. That is, in my opinion, the sweet spot for this content, although 35 through 41 also have access, and obviously all of G5 has access, but I really think that that 42 to 52 or 43 to 52, I think that's the sweet spot for this content. I have found a lot of people really enjoying Galinar. So just to give you a quick mechanical update, 
okay? He is actually a multiplicative officer. What that means is if you scan a hostel that has, let's say, 5,000 loot, when you scan him, okay, then if you've got a Tier 1 Galinar that's a 10% boost, that's going to modify the base to be 550, and then your other loot bonuses will kick in, whether it's a pylum, whether it's 5 of 11, whether it's this or that, okay? So that is a subtle benefit of Galinar. Any loot gain benefit, I think, is, is never a bad thing. Like, you, you can't convince me that this is a bad officer. It, you just can't, all right? Do the numbers, could the numbers be stronger? Absolutely. They could be stronger, Bubba Joe. We could have gotten a 50% at Tier 1, all right? That would have probably been very, very exciting for a lot of people. On the other hand, maybe this is not wildly unlike a 50% additive bonus, Bubba Joe, because it is 10% multiplicative, all right? This officer is better than meets the eye. Now, that being said, he was not guaranteed this month. He was not guaranteed. However, I've seen a lot of people have him. Just real quick, throw out in the chat, ops level and yes or no. Did you get him? All right. Joker, you say he wasn't. I missed one mission and I still got him. Let me, let me rephrase. When, when I use the word guaranteed, it is almost like pigeonholing Scopely, Bubba Joe, because when I look at, at the words guaranteed, I am typically referring to what? A meta. I'm typically looking for, okay, in events and or you know, missions or whatever, I'm looking for 34 shards. Now, what was interesting, Bubba, is that Scopely came out and said, there is no direct guarantee you know, through events. And, and I think, Bubba, that that may have actually been accurate because I believe that a lot of players probably did actually source at least a couple of shards out of the Borg refinery. How many of you guys who unlocked him, I don't know if anybody even tracked it, Bubba Joe, were there actually 34 shards given for this officer, or 38, sorry, were there 38 shards given for this officer specifically through battle pass and events? Because Scopely told us no. Anybody know? It was not. I didn't think so. I didn't think so. Now, I want to come back to the chat here, Bubba Joe, and I want you to look at this. This is beautiful. This, this to me, actually demonstrates subtle design beauty. All right? Now, a lot of people are going to disagree. Some people might even say it was an accident. I don't think it was. All right? Star Ocean, Ops 35, got him. S. Classico, Ops 42, got him. Clapping uh, it, Kirk. <laughs> like the name clapping at Kirk on server nine ops 32 got him Vic nice on 39 or uh, uh, ops 39 on server 40 did not and and so that would lead me to ask additional questions Vic as to what your level of participation was this month Balabom at ops 56 got him housekeeping or your ops position 45. in the cross the first auction the cross auction possibly yeah him. Possibly, because there, there were some shards given there. Now, I'll be honest with you, Karkin, I didn't place well in that. I think I got in the, in the 50 bracket. So how many shards were there? Like three or five? Not many. Okay. Ops 46. Got him. Ops 50. Got him. Ops 39. Got him. 
Okay, Here's an Ops 40 and an Ops 39 that say no. And so, yeah, there is something about this officer that, why, why Scopely said, Bubba, it's not a guarantee. But there was clearly enough other sourcing with regards to Gallinar that supplemented a ton of people. Look, I, I'm, I'm going through the chat here, and I think I've got four or five people that said no. There's probably a hundred of them, Bubba, that say yes. So let me come back and ask, how do we like Gallinar? And I don't just mean the ability. I mean all of it. How he was introduced, how he was sourced in his opening month. And yes, I acknowledge he's a rare, and I acknowledge that rares should be, for the most part, Bubba Joe, relatively obtainable. I think Scopely checked that box this month. What do you think? I think his sourcing was good. Explain. What sourcing are you referring to? Let's go well, through the so, ways that we can get him. So there were, I believe there were a few shards in the missions. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing that. Yeah. There were a few shards in events. And then you could, er, there was enough sourcing if you engaged in the Borg Matas to be able to try and pull some shards from that. I think there was okay. It's probably outside of something where they say we are for sure through events going to give you enough shards to unlock this officer. This might be the best initial setup of sourcing of a new officer that they've done. Star Ocean agrees with you. This is how officers should be sourced. Uh, an epic paywall or, or spend, uh, rare effort, uh, uh, rare officers through effort and maybe the elite battle pass and uncommons free to all, which we don't get uncommons anymore, it doesn't seem like. But, but he did feel like he was relatively sourced. Now, I'm curious how... This is why I question the sourcing. We saw Ops 32 and 39 and 37 who got this officer. How? How? Because they don't have the rare chest, Bubba. Ops 39 and down do not have the rare chest. So where did the supplemental shards come from? Why did some people get them, some people didn't? You could say it was the cross-server solo leaderboard, but was it enough? Was the cross-server solo leaderboard one time enough to supplement the fact that they do not have the rare Borg refinery chest? In that absence, see, look here. Silva says, okay, didn't have the rare chest at an Ops 39, but I got the $20 battle pass. Was the $20 battle pass enough? Was it enough to supplement the cross-server solo leaderboard? So if you took all events and added the $20 battle pass, was Galinar enough for 39 and down? It looks like the answer is yes. Joker says yes. Silva says yes. Cookie Monster says, I think you had to do a little bit with the cross-server solo leaderboard, and I don't know if that's the case. Berserker says yes. Lancer says yes. Jamie says no. But Jamie's at 35, and it probably does depend on whether or not you got the $20 battle pass. Jamie says, I've got 37 out of 38 with all events complete, including the, was that, and the $20 battle pass. So, if it was end up being one, then maybe you needed 50th place. And actually, it wasn't even 50, well, it was. That's the one that got cut in half, wasn't it? So, 50th place in the cross-server solo leaderboard would have given you your missing shard. At Ops 39, I have 28 out of 38 shards. I did every single event. And the first solo leaderboard, I did not score a single event, so I did not get any shards. 
in my $20 battle pass, if I were to buy it, there are 11 shards. So you should be able to be plus one shard by getting a $20 battle pass. So $20 battle pass has, what did you say, 11 shards? 12. What did you say just now? 12, yeah. I, I'd have to go back and look, but I, I think it's a three and a a three and an eight on two different days. All right. There were probably, and, and I'm assuming you did all your missions. Yep. Okay. I'm at 20. That I'm at 28 out of 38 right now. So full participation and a $20 battle pass for 39 and down. Okay. You know, I, I still, you know, sometimes trader kind of think, well, you know, $20 battle pass, that's not free to play. On the other hand, there was pretty good progress there. Now, the scary thing kind of comes in for 39 and down, that is, trader. The scary thing is what happens now, Right. Events are done. Missions are done. They don't have a rare chest. How do we finish Galinar? Now, obviously, we've got a simulation part two coming. All right. There could be more next month. I don't know. Haven't discussed it. Don't have my meeting yet. Don't know. I hope that he continues some kind of path for 39 and down. Divine says ops up. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Possible. But um, we'll see what a simulation part two brings, Trader. But I am maybe rightfully. A little bit concerned about sourcing moving forward, especially for 39 and down. Well, it's a, it's a concern. So, now, Trader, if, if you don't mind me asking, you said you didn't unlock yeah. this guy. But you don't nope. typically skip battle passes, do you? Nope. Did you buy this battle pass? Nope. Oh, whoa. Whoa. I, got, I, didn't, buy, I, got hit I didn't buy the battle pass, and I haven't done... Aside from the accidental ones, I haven't done any of the battle pass events either. This is the first battle pass I've never I've not actually finished. You hear that, Scopes? You hear that, Scopes? We got problems. We got problems up there. You guys gotta gotta get gotta start paying attention. Okay? Gonna have to start paying attention up there. All right. Um, okay, so I was curious. So you really haven't engaged with the events. You didn't nope. do the recruit Galinar events. You didn't do nope. uh, any of the board probe events. And and there were several of those, right? Nope. And have have you been doing the directives? You said at the beginning of the month that you were going to reluctantly give it a try. You were going to use your 44 million inert nanoprobes to refine for charged so that you could do the directives and do the armadas. Were you relatively routine with that? I have been pulling the directives every day, the uncommon directives. I ran initially a couple of the armadas, all of them from uncommon rare epic. And then I just decided it was too much of a pain for not any gain. And I haven't done them for since like the first week of the battle pass event. So I, I do have to genuinely ask this because this was part of the conversation you and I had at the beginning of the month. You say there's there's genuinely no gain, but it it's is, just one more thing for me to do that doesn't interest me. So we'll transition to fleet commanders here shortly, but I, I just I kind of want I get that I, I get you looking at it and saying no thanks it's not for me I understand that, but is it fair to say that there's absolutely no benefit? embedded into this loop i don't know if that's a fair assessment is so, it so i well look at it from my perspective what is the benefit to a player my ops level from this arc the fleet commanders but what did they do to the fleet commanders they paywalled them behind the command center 
So not only do I have to pay to get multiple fleet commanders, I have to pay to upgrade the fleet commanders, and I have to pay to upgrade the command center. And I looked at all of that and made a conscious decision that I was not going to spend thousands of dollars on that mechanic. I don't disagree on the command center piece, for sure. But but what I'm telling you, though, is my fleet commanders are not useful without upgrading my command center. And you're talking just between 30 level 30 to 40, you're talking about $1,000 just to upgrade the command center, not doing anything to your fleet commander. So I, I just don't care. I, I decided that this mechanic is so paywalled and gives me so little benefit as it currently exists, I'm just not engaging with it. I'm not. And I and I understand that perspective, and and you know obviously, we we are looking at this from a G five perspective, and I, I know Bubba probably shares a lot so, of that opinion in some me, ways. Go ahead. Let me offer. So, I think that the biggest benefit of the Borg Armadas is actually the sourcing for the Borg officers, and the fact that they tied in the fleet commander stuff to it is really a mismatch and not worth the engagement if you do not need the Borg officers. So like if you're like Trader and myself and the only Borg officers you have yet to max are the new ones this month and the the ore and crystal Borg miners, like there isn't a ton of benefit behind that, right? There isn't a ton of like I've shown you I've shown you my epic chests where all I open are transporter patterns, right? So it's you know that is the big sourcing, and if you don't need that sourcing, then there's not a lot of use in the new feature. So and I don't, and there isn't for me. And I acknowledge that is a me problem, not an everyone problem, but I find I, I have no desire to engage with the mechanic as it currently exists because it takes time I want to spend doing other things, frankly, even outside of the game. Okay. All right, I, I do want to circle back to Fleet Commanders in a little bit. It's not something I'm ready to dive into yet. I have an alternative perspective on that, I think. and and But it definitely, definitely does come from a position of patience, right, Trader? Because I'm with you. I did, I did spend on the Heroic Command Center event, okay? So I did do that because Ducat has great value to me. Um, that being said... My command center then is now, and let me just double check, and this this costs 200 bucks, but my command center is level 29. All right, so I'm still locked because if you guys have noticed in the skill tree, it jumps from 20 to 40. <laughs> they, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. they, they did yep. that on purpose, didn't they? Yep. They did that on purpose because uh, I, I, I am guessing then that they wanted players to probably be able to, to relatively inexpensively obviously that you were going to pay because I think free to play ended up getting to what 12 free to play is at, at level 12 right now so so as as a $200 spender Bubba Joe to finish that to get my practically my 100 Ducat shards it was something crazy I got to level 29 now from this point forward trader you're absolutely right it's a very long road um I, I, I want to come back to this because I, I have an alternative perspective on this from a position of patience I think because it was lopsided <laughs> I agree maybe with Bubba that it feels like it could have been a mismatch. And even within Fleet Commanders itself, it was very lopsided. I read a comment, Trader, and, and like I said, we'll come back to this in a minute. But as an ops, um, as an ops, what did he say? 40 or 41? Let me see. If I'm Here it is. 
from server 11, Dal, Dal, I'm just going to call you Dal. For me at Ops 39, I don't see any huge benefit of the additional grind added to the Borg loop. Uh, I even gave it a try. Bought the Command Center pack and got it to level 23. Now, here's the key. Here's why I think we might be might be looking at the wrong side of this, or maybe it's a patience piece, maybe, Trader. But listen to this. I got my command center to level 23. My fleet commander <clears throat> is stuck at 40, tier 8. Now, as a free-to-play, level 40, tier 8, is a fair amount of stuff. Like, that wasn't a small amount of stuff. They gave a lot of that stuff this month obviously wanting people to probably engage with the commander and therefore kind of building up a dependency, right? Like you, they, they gave so many skill points. They gave so many commander credits and the, and the, the commander XP. They gave a lot of that. I would be curious as to how many people Zebrant, the command center pack had nothing for the fleet commander. Okay. Like those packs, and that was another slightly annoying thing, wasn't it, Bubba Joe? Like this, what you know, you've used this mechanic in the past where, like, okay, if I'm going to buy a ship pack, I've got to buy this for the materials uh, or the resources, but then I have to buy this pack for the parts, right? Like they don't just put the packs together, or they didn't back in the day. They, they kind of have a little bit more now. This one was very much like that, okay? The command center building was its own pack, the fleet commander stuff was its own pack, and they didn't cross over. Same thing with a lot of events this month. They would give commander stuff, or they would give, well, nothing gave command center stuff. Just the daily drip. So everything that they gave this month was fleet commander. And I wonder if that was a little bit of a smokescreen trader to allow us to really kind of build up the commander. Like he said, he didn't spend any money, and he's at level 40. That's hundreds of thousands of Commander XP. But now they've created a dependency on the building. And I'm here to tell you, be happy when you get to Command Center level 20 because it's going to be a long, long time to get to 40. And that's the next break. Look in your skill tree. There's nothing that says 30. It goes from 20 to 40. That's a huge jump. So it is interesting on how much stuff they source for Fleet Commander while very, very tightly holding the command center building. And and maybe that was the gate. Maybe this is, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know of another resource in the game. Maybe this is red data <laughs> kind of all over again. Like, you're going to need it for a minute. And then after that, like, it just doesn't matter anymore. Was the goal to, to jack people's commanders up to high tiers? Was the goal of that, Bubba Joe, to get people to invest in multiple commanders? Why be so free with the with the XP and the and the the credits and all that stuff? The skill points are going to be a tough spot, and the quantum communicators are just choke you out tight. You were going to say something, Trey? Well, they can be free with the XP because the XP doesn't matter. Yes. Well, That's, you're as as of well for for all we know right now. I'll tell you, it mattered to me this month. Because there were three leaderboards that I used it to, to win two out of the three. All right? I, I mean, we got so much XP, and I don't know if people were using it or if they decided to hold it. Maybe I'm the dumb one. Maybe they decided to hold it for when it's actually going to do something more valuable. I have no idea. But I, I won 
two out of three of those solo leaderboards just by dumping XP. And so that, that paid out a ton of resource and a ton of material for me, um, but it was just gas and dill. So that was the only reason. That was the only reason I did it this month was in those solo leaderboards. But as of right now, we don't, outside of that event, see any benefit to leveling the commander. On the other hand, there was a ton of that given. It was almost a, dare I say, one of the first ever free-to-play solo leaderboards. Is that, is that a scary thing to say, folks? That they gave you everything you needed to, to go in and actually win a, a solo leaderboard that might have even looked like it was spent? They're giving everyone the exact same amount. There's some slight variations in some refinery or so your poll. Yeah, but I, I don't necessarily every, disagree with that, but nobody did rewards it. For the points. Doesn't feel, that, like, yeah. doesn't feel like anybody but, did it. That's not winning. That's just you... someone else failing. <laughs> well, that's the same thing. All right. Ask Bubba Joe about the Seahawks. All right. Winning and, and <laughs> taking advantage of somebody else's failures is the same well, thing. All and right? the only thing you can do is sit there and hope that no one purchases and wins that event. Because that's exactly what happened. Well, I used what they had given me, got to a high point, and then just got overpurchased by people who spent. Well, then you had to have still placed so well. You had, well to have, I, you, you had to have still placed well. I had I skipped week two so that I could win hopefully week three or at least compete in week three. Mm-hmm. But it didn't matter. I'm yeah, surprised to hear that. Go ahead, Puts. I this in week in week one, skipped week two and won week three. Yeah, I mean I you know. But I didn't have anybody that spent in my bracket. Yeah, on, I'm on I'm really board. curious, Kark, and I wonder how widespread that was because I kind of got the impression that not a ton of people spent on fleet commanders. That was the impression I got. I mean, I, I believe I have not run into, let me just throw this out there. I have not run into anybody yet. I, well, I'll take that back. One server. I have run into one server who completed their, their IMS. One. How about anybody in the chat? That was about purchasing Locutus, right? That was a different. Well, but Locutus, Locutus had skill points and Commander XP in that pack. Like I said, Command Center was separate and Fleet Commanders were separate. So when you, if you bought a Fleet Commander pack, even if it was just for the materials or had Locutus, it had Fleet Commander stuff in it. All right? But I don't know that anybody actually... I don't know that anybody actually finished the IMS. That's My your server in, didn't. That's your indication. And I have a very high spend server. I think that was kind of the point. I mean, I know for a fact in the developer chat, it was discussed how many people didn't hit it. And that, yeah, leads, me well. to, that leads me to a singular conclusion. They overestimated how many people were going to buy Locutus. Yeah, or they underestimated how many people were going to look at this and say, I'm not spending enough money to optimize the usage of all of these. I think, yeah, I think they unders- undersold it, I think. Whales couldn't carry it because they could only buy it once. Yeah. 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 I well, they had that. both Lacutus and Kirk, or sorry, not just Kirk. I mean, whichever the second of the first two that they could have bought. So well, they could have bought, and bought two of the three. I am only aware, Gopher. Uh, I am only aware of one server. Like, only one. Now, I'm not saying that there's. I'm not saying I looked at the report and there was only one that did it. I'm only. I've only been made aware by a player of one server who actually did it. All right. And there were eight, I think six different different um sets of milestones based on server population. So even their trader, like it might not have been perfect math, 
but there were six different buckets you could have fallen into as far as your population. So there was even some consideration for that. And even the smaller pop servers didn't do it. Even the big pop servers didn't do it. So it kind of feels like they just overestimated how many people were going to buy Lacutus. So um, now we've, we've spent a lot of time on, on fleet commanders, and I, I do still have other stuff that I want. Yeah, whatever. I guess let's just go ahead and finish fleet commanders, Bubba Joe, because we didn't even talk about Borg Officer Hugh, which was what I wanted to start with. But let's, let's finish this piece of fleet commander real quick, because I had mentioned to you earlier, Trader, I kind of had a slightly different perspective on this. And I did share this perspective with people in the chat and through private message. For me, like, for example, I had a couple of people send me messages that were say, uh, like, okay, the Borg meta, which, Bubba, I know you've got commentary on, and, and I'm jumping all over the place here. But some people uh, missed an event somewhere here and over there. Now, we're not going to talk about the, the mechanics of that just yet, Bubba, because I know you've got commentary on that. But some people were upset that they weren't going to finish that last milestone. All right? There was eight milestones in that event. And what it gave was exclusively Fleet Commander stuff, XP and Uncommon Fleet Commander credits. That's what that meta gave. That's all it gave. And some people were upset that they missed that top milestone. Whether it was because of the events not being marked in the right place, Bubba Joe, or they didn't know what they had to do to do it because it was a little bit of a mystery. But nonetheless, there were players that said, I'm not going to finish it. And they said, I feel like I'm furious about that. Like, I'm a free-to-play and I need everything that I can get out of the game, which I understand. Like, you want to maximize what you can get for free, especially if you're not supplementing it with, with spend, right? That's a fair position to have. Anybody disagree with that, Trader? Bubba? Putz? For this specifically, I disagree because I'm actually going to be one event short. I don't know where I missed it. I think that it might have been a screw-up, but I'm not even going to send in a ticket because the last rewards, I'm like, okay, great. It's for the fleet commander stuff. I'm pretty much maxed out my fleet commander. I can't do anything mm. more until it's uh, building level 20. And then, tw- you know, so I'm looking at like, yeah, in three months, this little bit won't matter. Exactly. When I actually- and the event that it was important for is over now. So, yeah, well, I'm, I'm totally cool with missing the last milestone. Putz, you're, you're, you're kind of saying exactly what I've been saying to players is, if this were resources and materials, I, I could understand it more. If this was directives, I could understand it completely. This event, and notice what it paid. If it even gave quantum communicators, I would totally get it. All right? But it didn't. It gave fleet commander stuff. XP and uncommon credits. Now, I come back to that Ops 39 that we, that we quoted here just a few moments ago where he said he had already gotten it to level 40 inside this month with what the game gave. But he's locked behind level 12 of that command center. So here's kind of my, my uh, perspective on it. So uh, hang on. Pez Logo says, I think ticketed events counted for the Borg meta. They did not. All right. And there were enough. If you did not finish, you missed one event. It did require perfect participation, Bubba Joe. All right. And I shared this. It was probably in the first week, but it wasn't on day one. That it would require 100% participation. Now, Dr. Big, 
has the same point that Bubba is going to present here in a little bit ago is that the organization was a struggle. Agreed. I don't disagree with that in any way, shape, or form. But if you completed all of your SMSs, then you finished it. Like, that was it. They, there were 100%, and I've verified this, and I've checked it. By the way, Bubba, there were three different brackets for this event. Did you notice? I better look at it on stfc.space. Yep. There were three different brackets. Yep. Because three different ranges of ops levels did, in fact, have varying numbers of events required. Now, Blaze says there was an extra event today. Jeef Boo says the same thing. I am not prepared to comment on that, but there were a few ops level players that did, in fact, get one bonus event. Okay? Is what it is. I ain't complaining. Nobody should be complaining about that, to be fair. All right? But for the majority of ops levels, it was 100% participation required. And very, very few couple of ops levels they had the they had the good fortune bubba joe of getting a one event grace period okay no bigs not really a big deal everybody pretty much had to play the arc to completion to finish that meta so if you miss something which was possible because of how it was organized but if you miss something was it a huge deal and i kind of come back to what putz said and i kind of see it in the chat a couple of times all right it wasn't, in my opinion, a big deal because what it was giving you is going to sit in your inventory for three or four months before you finally get the command center to a usable level, which I think, Trader, is the point you've been making all along. Had they unlocked it at the proper time last yesterday uh, before the event ended, it could have changed their position in crossover leaderboards and, and positions. In the that wouldn't have been the case. Because of the timing of, of that quote-unquote bonus event. All right. I, I know when it happened wouldn't have had an impact, okay? Just have to take my word for it. I'm not going oh, into no, not the. You're talking the, about the completion the of the events. Borg meta. I understand what you're saying, and I'm, and I'm telling you it would not have mattered. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not worried about, like, the bonus one. I just mean, like, if someone didn't complete. Karkin, hear what I'm saying? It would, it would, yeah. Okay. Hear what I'm saying? The bonus event happened after that event so i mean it kind of nails it down <laughs> all right the bonus event the, the accidental for the couple of ops players didn't happen until after that event ended so i mean here's here it is today's day 20 yesterday started day 19 the event ended uh at the completion of day 18 hear what i'm saying that means it was a day 19 bonus that's what i'm telling you Doesn't matter. The rewards from that stuff are going to sit in your inventory for months as a free-to-play until you get the command center to a usable level. And I'm telling you, Bubba, there's going to be plenty of opportunities to earn more of that stuff over the next 30 days and even ongoing because a lot of that same stuff is, in fact, what actually comes out of the Borg refinery. It's like everything here, Bubba, was designed to overload you with Fleet Commander stuff and again, why? Maybe to encourage the purchase of another commander? I don't know. But it's you know all gated me of, behind the command center. Yeah, go ahead, Bubba. It reminds me of the armory, except that the building and the fleet commanders aren't giving you as substantial a bonus as the armory gave you. Remember what I said for the armory, right? The armory, as you level up the armory, the uncommon ship skins were given to you, but the rares and the epics were not. And it's like, this is a... It's like 
you're paying to invest in this or you're slow playing it. And it's like, once you have the armory, you should have, if you're going to charge for the skins, you should have the ability to get whatever skins you want and not have to level it up to 46 or 50 mm-hmm. or even 34. If that's the type of, if whatever ship you want to get the skins, it should have just been, you've unlocked the armory, go get the skins that you want to go get. And this takes that complexity and inter interconnectivity and scale send it to 11 and it's like they didn't learn from the armory that they should have kept things simpler and they added whole levels of complexity to both the command center and fleet commanders it's like well it was complicated one of the most basic principles one of the most basic principles in any sort of design be it uh be it the design of an airplane or the design of a game is keep it simple stupid right kiss keep it simple stupid if you're not keeping it simple then you're going to make something that's overly complex you're not going to be able the players aren't going to understand the mechanics aren't going to understand keep it simple the simpler you keep it the better it's going to be able to be received well i understand that perspective i you this is no secret i typically like more complicated mechanics myself uh, because I do like the puzzle. I do like the strategy. I want to do it the right way or suffer the consequences if I do it the wrong way. I kind of like a little bit more of a complicated mechanic. That said, um, I I don't find as much fault in the loop and, and the mechanic, like the path of how this was designed, as I do the outcome, right? Like, I, it's genuinely, I genuinely believe they loaded you guys down with, with Fleet Commander credits and XP because a lot of you guys look at your inventory. What have we been saying for three years? God, my inventory is full of useless crap. All right? So if you had a bunch of useless crap and and you had an opportunity, quote-unquote, to buy a pack to spend said useless crap, would you be more or less likely to do so? And I think they were cam- they were counting on people doing that with Locutus, and I don't think it happened. Otherwise, more servers would have hit the IMS. I don't think a ton of people went in on that. I don't know why necessarily. I mean, well, I mean, I guess I do. It just, like, I don't know how they missed that target so much. Because in my opinion, Locutus is the best of the three. So, now I know Bubba has so a DJ, different opinion. Let me, ask, let me ask you a question. That there is enough strategy that a smart player can make use of a fleet commander better than a player that's just going to dump skill points in all the first row and then all the second row and then all the third row. Do you think that a smart player is going to be able to find strategy to more efficiently use their skill points? Yes. Okay. So you, as the person who wants strategy, is going to be able to use your strategic understanding of the game and spend your skill points smartly. Yes? Yes. Okay. Now, why do we have 17,000 loops to get skill points? <laughs> well, that's our, that's debatable, Bubba. Skill points are finite. There so, aren't 17,000 ways to get skill finite, points. But they're coming, from, they're coming from different directions that don't make any sense. They're coming from upgrading the building. They're coming from spending XP which is, again, a finite resource because you can't continue to level them up because you get locked by this interconnector, this interconnector, this interconnect. 
So there's still the opportunity to have this strategic element. There's still this opportunity of, I shouldn't have put my skill points in there. There was still the ability for you to get what you wanted in terms of, I want something that makes me as a smarter player have an advantage over somebody who's not as smart a player. And there was still the opportunity to do that. That's what the fleet commanders were built to do, right? You have to pick one of these three skills. You have to pick one of these three trees. You have to pick, you know, there were still opportunities for you to make very strategic decisions and to think through the loop without making it overly complex to get the resource to do that in the first place. I, I agree with Bubba. I can accept that. Could this loop have been simpler? I'm not going to necessarily disagree with that. All right. I, I am not completely unhappy with how this loop presented for me, but I also know like more than 95% of other players. I like more complicated stuff. All right. I'm sure that that 95% of people think I'm a total dope for saying that I personally just like it. I loved ATAs. I love trade XP. I love that puzzle. Um, I loved, you know, I love when they do all the puzzle events, except for the, the musical music box one. That was terrible, but, but all these other, I like that kind of stuff. All right. And I liked this, this kind of puzzle. All right. Looking at the paths and looking at the the keys and, you know, and all that stuff. I don't feel, Sal, like you say, I don't feel like it was rocket science. Okay. Um, So let me give you let me give you an example, DJ. So let's take that puzzle event that you like. Right. You know, the you know, the 10 or 12 or 15 event little thing where you go from one puzzle to the next to the next. Right. So what if on top of that, they put a layer to unlock the event? You have to go get a key and to get the key, you have to figure out which refinery has the key. And then once you have the key, you've got to refine it into a whole key after you've gone through this loop. And you, how would you think about that event then? I don't hear what you're saying. It would be, you're, it would be frustrating to have to figure out how do I get to the thing I want to do, Right. The thing you want to do is you want to solve this trivia question. The thing you want to do is you want to figure out this thing that is in the game that maybe not everyone knows. You want to show that you have knowledge, that you have you you have done something that makes sense. And you can have strategic pieces in a game, but if you make the chore, if you make the grind to get to that overly complex, you're going to lose a majority of your players. Well... That is where I think your your ops level steps away from a lot of other people because I made a prediction at the beginning of this month about the grind of this loop. And for the most part, for the vast majority of players, I feel like my prediction held up. All right? I, I do. We can talk about the, the Borg probes here uh, momentarily. We keep bouncing around, but... Um, I, I no, kinda... I'm not talking about I'm not talking about board pros. I'm talking about they over overly made the fleet commander mechanic overly complex that you have to go through 14 different things. You're getting skill points from here and you're getting uncommon tier up points from here and you're getting uncommon skill points and you're getting XP from here. And they made it all overly complex that you couldn't even engage in the strategic loop that you wanted to engage in. You know, that's I, my point. I love you to death, but I couldn't disagree more. All right, let's, That's okay. You can be wrong. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> All right, but but let's let's break it down. You say skill points came from fourteen thousand places. I'm here to tell you they sure as hell did not. Skill points remain a huge concern for me exiting this arc. All right, skill points came from from basically ended up being like one spot leveling up your commander. 
That was pretty much it. And then events. Okay? That's pretty much it. All right? That that's it. And the building. And the building. The building does not give skill points. Mm, I believe that's incorrect. The building, when you level it up, gives fleet commander credits. Yeah, no, oh, I, I'm a thousand percent correct. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. It gives you the tier up. It gives you the tier up. That's thing. right. Every every ten levels, you'll get a one time. So it, that's fair. Every ten levels, you're going to get a well. It's not actually every ten, but you will when you hit certain objectives. You'll get a one time dump of uncommon skill points. That's fair. I'll I'll admit that because that's that is a finite. I thought I thought you were referring to the daily drips. And my apologies, but that's a one time thing, which for that reinforces my problem here. It's finite. So again, I, I agree with you about the finite P. We agree on that, that there is a there is a sourcing issue for uncommon skill points that needs to be resolved, right? Rare skill points is an entirely different discussion, but there is a sourcing issue just for uncommon that needs to be realized and quickly, right? So so you're right. I agree with you there. But I I have a problem when if you again we're, I don't. I don't know how, how I can how how I can help you see this. There's the ability to be strategic and have strategy and invest and allow people to build the game and build their fleet commander the way that they want to do it and be strategic about it without making it complex. And they made this overly complex. You can't upgrade your fleet commander anymore because your building wasn't high enough, or your building doesn't get you okay, this, Baba, or you listen, can't do this buddy, because of that research. No, listen, you, you can't say things like that because it's just not correct. Your your fleet commander, upgrading your fleet commander has absolutely nothing to do with the building. Okay? So let's, let's, set, the record, let's set the record straight. Okay? Tiering and leveling your fleet commander have only, the, the only thing that that has a dependency on is... The credits, whether uncommon or rare, which is admittedly a separate problem later on that starts at tier 13, okay? But you could take your commander. If you spent, uh, let's, let's go back to the packs. Perfect example. You could spend to get your commander to level 20, tier 20 or whatever it is, tier 20, level 100. You could do that while still being command center level 5. Now, there'd be no benefit. Wait a second. There okay, would, so I thought there was someone monkey, earlier. There would be no benefit. Hold on. Thing. Let me finish. There would be no benefit to that because you can't invest in the skills. All right? So mm-hmm. I, I, I do agree that it, that it is complicated. I'm not saying it's not, Bubba. All right? But I think that there's got to be a little bit of, of understanding about this. Like, you, you, with all due respect, you've literally just said three or four things that are just dead wrong. All right? So let's clarify no, the on. record. Well, Who so, was the, so, well, there right. was a person in the chat. I'm not looking at it, but there was a person in the chat that said, I bought one pack and I am waiting on resources to spend because my building is not high enough. Is that you know, not I'm going to interject. I'm going to interject because Spock Monkey says, stop confusing leveling and skill trees. And I think that is exactly. where this is coming in. There Thank is you, zero benefit to leveling up a fleet commander. The skill tree has the dependency to the command center correct i think we're using the two terms interchangeably but and i think not correct again i'm sorry i'm sorry so we we need we need to do i can't yes that's but there's two pieces trader okay like and and this is this is this is part of bubba's complaint like nobody even knows how this works yet 
Okay? The skill tree depends on two things. Skills depend on the, the level of the command center as well as the tier of your commander. Look here, Steven Zaren points, okay, puts a fine. screenshot in. It requires both. All right, there's prerequisites for both. By the way, it also has prerequisites of other skills. All right, it, it is essentially a, a research tree, but it has, it has dependencies on three different items. One, prior skills, and even potential levels of those. Also, the level of the command center and the tier of the commander. And Would, once again, Bubba is correct when he says this is needlessly complicated and pointlessly dependent on too many things. It, it's just, my opinion, it's just ridiculous. Okay. Everybody's entitled to that. But I think that there's more misinformation and, and lack of education about this feature that is fueling frustration. Absolutely. I mean, my, my, and my, whose fault is that? That's Scopely's. That's Scopely's fault. I can, they have I a can agree with, with that. reception of this, it's their fault. I can agree with that. Okay? I, I can totally agree with that. We've always said that there needs to be better education in the game. But what you guys are saying, like what your complaints are, here even in the chat, the complaints that you guys are all having are not even real complaints in some cases. Like you guys are talking about, I can't do this, I can't do that. Actually, you can. You can. You just don't understand how the loop works. Well, and I think people are, again, using the terminology, like, um, and I can, now, I'm, now I'm forgetting his name, I'm sorry, using the terminology for these different things incorrectly, whether it's leveling or tiering an officer or mm -hmm. working on the skill tree people are using those terms interchangeably because you know it's not just one thing it's not giving officer xp like a normal officer gets no, you have certainly no come on dude. and so no. that confuses it you, you can go back and watch the content from the first week of this i started with no knowledge of this all right i just solved it all right I solved it. I did it with you guys. Well, we did five hours one night just trying to figure this out. We didn't even do it on Twitch, Trader. Remember, we did it in Discord. What was it, day one or day two? We spent four or five hours that night doing it in Discord just, just mm -hmm. to try to figure it Bring out. Putting those puzzle pieces together. That's right. Building the puzzle and then being able to see the final picture. Boaz, or Cruzito, uh, Boaz says it was day two. I couldn't remember. So thank you. All right. Now, Hellbringer, I, I, it was like day, day I don't one. think... It all felt like day one. <laughs> I, I know, like the whole week felt like day one. I don't think that the community is wrong in saying it's too complicated. I think Bubba's right. I think Trader's right. I do think that this could have been done smoother. Could have been done smoother. But yeah. this is what we've got. And, and to not understand how it works is not going to help your perception of it. Let me put it that way. If you understood what you have to do, because actually, Bubba, it's not 14 different ways of doing this or doing that. It's actually very singular. But is it a huge list of A to B to C to D to E? Absolutely. I will agree with that. Maybe it's even 14 tasks before you get from point A to point Z, but it is a narrow path. It's a singular path. Like you have to do point A to get to point B, to do point C, to engage in point D, to spend point E, to finally end up at point Z 14 points later. I'm not going to disagree with you there. But it is a very, it's a very nominal straight line. Like one thing leads to the next. There's no deviation from that. All right? And, and you know, Joker, 
for a, a 0.2% advantage, you can take your sarcastic comments and, and keep them to yourself with, with all the love in the world. It's, you will only get the benefit out of the research that you are wanting to see out of it. Bubba Joe has already come out and praised the Spock tree. Now, he might not like how he has to unlock it. Bubba, am, am I going to tell me if I'm interpreting our conversations correctly? You hate the mechanism of getting there, but once you're there, you love the Spock tree, right? You've said that. Correct. Okay. So he doesn't like the engine of getting there, but I also think that it's ridiculous to say that these trees provide no benefit to players. Well, and GMN so, has a good point where he says that making the quantum key choice irrevocable without any education definitely increased dissatisfaction. He's right about that. Absolutely. Yep, right about I can that. see that as well. How else would you have done that, though? If they intended for you to make a choice, how else could you have done it? You Switch. could actually have tooltips in the game with an explanation and actually tell them you get one choice here. You're not ever going to get another one. I mean, well, at a I, certain point, you got to treat people like they're kind of dumb sometimes, because I, sometimes I we are. It, I would have done it differently. I would have said you can have one of them on at a given time. You can level all three, but only one of them is going to be on. You select which one's going to be on, and you can level up all three, but only one of them is going to be on at a time. You can't give dodge, armor, and shield deflection to all your ships, you got to pick one, and you can use that one. And if you level up all three, you can get the benefit of all three, but one at a time. Same thing for the mining one. Same thing for the other selections. You can choose which one you want to have engaged. That's how I think it should have worked. That actually would have been brilliant. Maybe that can still happen. I don't know. I mean, they're doing that same kind of thing with the commander mechanic itself. Turn it on when the commander's in the seat. Turn it off when the commander's not in the seat. So... Maybe that's something they can do. I don't know. All right, but I can I can see that. I could get behind that. Plus, it gives players an opportunity to spend more skill points. All right. So I I guess I get that. All right. Joker, literally strike two, buddy. Okay. One more. I'm sorry, I'm not in the mood for it today. Last last time. Now, um, regarding the the misinformation surrounding fleet commanders. I'm going to lay this out like one one final time before we we, we move on, and I've got to take a break. Here, it, it's real simple. If you look at the the skill point, and it is simple. I mean that community. Let's see if we can let's see if we can follow this along. All right, fleet commander is is a a large source of a finite pool of skill points. Leveling it uh, gives you skill points. Plain and simple. Leveling the command center does, but it's a drop in the bucket. All right. Leveling it up gives you a one-time drop. The command center or the uh, fleet commander, same thing. Going one level gives you skill points. Skill points then go into the uh, into the Borg refinery or not the Borg refinery, the uh, command center refinery, where this is part of the strategy, in my opinion. You choose what commander. Someone asked in the chat earlier, Bubba. Why was there a need for the refinery for general uncommon skill points to each of the three commanders? That's very simple. So the game could give you a singular currency for you to then choose the path in which you wanted to go. When I say path, I mean you choose your commander. Okay, DJ Gurr, there is a reason for it. Because the alternative would have been to run events that only gave you Kirk's points or Spock's points or Locutus's points. 
I, I, I'm, I am two seconds away from popping my top with the chat tonight, Bubba Joe. I'm turning it off. That's it. Done, chat. Done with you. Okay? You want to argue about it because you can't understand it? That's completely fine. But I'm giving you the answer. The alternative would have been giving you X amount of Spock points, X amount of Kirk points, and X amount of Locutus points, as compared to giving you one generic currency that then you got to put into the commander of your choice. Pretty simple, really. Okay, I'm sorry you don't get that. That was the reason for that refinery. So that you could invest in the commander that you wanted. Then you're going to take those skill points into the skill tree. You're going to dump them into the skills or the researches uh, that you want, which will have a lock on the level of the command center as well as the tier of the, com- of the fleet commander. Both of them are prerequisites. Where do you earn the stuff? Skill points, finite supply, as we've discussed, only come from one-time drops on the command center and one-time levels on the fleet commander. Fleet commander XP comes from the Borg refineries. The fleet commander credits to tier up your fleet commander also come from the Borg refinery. The quantum communicators to upgrade the command center building come from one and only one place, and that is the daily drip. And if I was going to pick the one thing that does royally miff me off about this entire loop, it's that. Give me an opportunity to engage more, grind more, to work on my building. Give players an achievable goal Something that they can work towards on progression. I think the most fatal flaw of this whole thing isn't its complexity, Bubba Joe. It's that they literally gave players absolutely no flexibility, no path, no grinding, no nothing, just a daily chest. It's not interesting. It doesn't allow somebody to chase a feature any more or less than anybody else. It's literally a freaking gimme which is the same thing that they do with the armory, which is the same thing that they do with the Exocom factory, and is the same thing that they do with the treasury. That's my complaint. That piece of this is boring, unimaginative, and lame. All this stuff should have some method of of potential to grind to speed it up if I want to do it. See, that's that's where we disagree. Like, I, that was expected. I expected that to be the way that this was going to work because we have this precedent of every other new building time working wall. in that same method. I know it. And that's the problem. Bubba, if you load me down with a bunch of skill points and Commander XP and credits and all this stuff, this this may be, maybe, I, I, I see it, is this what de-incentivizes you guys from playing the Borg loop because you can't spend the crap until the daily timer comes up? Is that it, community? So, so DJ, I, I, I think that the feedback, and I'm sure there's a lot of sarcasm. I'm in the car. I can't really be interacting with the chat. Uh, you're not missing much. <laughs> I, I think that the frustration from the chat is you're like, it's simple. And the players are telling you it's not to me. 
right? Well, You're like, I, oh, listen, I've, I've said this a dozen this. times. I, I'm not going to say I, it again. I do like more complicated mechanics, but if nobody listens, that's the problem here. If I'm literally spoon-feeding the mechanic, which I did from day two, then, then so, is it Scopely's fault that you're not hearing it? Especially if you're here listening to me right now. If you're hearing the sound of my voice right now, all right, does Scopely have an obligation, Trader? Sure they do. I absolutely I agree with you a thousand percent, okay? But this goes back to the same kind of argument that people have about official announcements in our Discord. If you're here and you do have the information, then what's the, what's the real complaint? You know, like people used to complain, well, DJ's Discord has the official announcements and they don't even go out on the official Discord. Okay, and I get that. That's a Scopely problem, not a me problem. But if you're here and you do get the information, then why would you complain about it? This is the same mechanic. Go ahead, Trey. They're not complaining about getting the information. They're complaining about the fact that the information they're being given doesn't make any sense to them. And I mean that not in the not in saying that you aren't explaining. Well, yeah, no, right. that's a DJ problem. It's just to no, no, uh, that's not what I'm saying because I understand how you're explaining it. The community is finding it to be not intuitive and to be com- needlessly complex. Whether it's explained or not, that is how the community is feeling right now. I'm reading the chat, and as housekeeping says. Still not being able to understand after how we see how it works is a problem. And I agree with him. This is not on you, right? It's not on the community. Something about how they designed this is not clicking in the brains of the people who are playing this game. And that is a scopely problem. That is a scopely problem. Period. They don't. Nobody needs to agree with me. That's what I think. Okay, and we will wrap with Fleet Commanders right there, all right? I, I don't, if, if I am not effectively teaching you, which I'm not going to disagree that it's a scopely problem, we, we agree on that, all right? But I have a different set of responsibilities to my community here, all right? I have been teaching on this all month long. Like, this is a situation where, where a student comes up to a teacher in class and says, I'm not getting it, and that teacher needs to come up with a new presentation. Okay? Whether it's one-on-one time, whether it's explaining, whether it's a different kind of video, whether it's a, a, a written essay, whatever it is. Okay, If you guys are listening to me and you still don't get it, then I'm not, Scopely ain't the only one who's failed. Okay, Scopely's not the only one. And no, in, in all fairness, I don't think that I'm beating a drum for something the players aren't going to get to because I'm with you. I am gated by the command center. Even though I spent on it, I'm still gated. That's how many skill points came out this month. Batman, you spent the money to to do the heroic event, yes? Are you still gated by the command center? Because I am. How many else, how many other people have spent on the command center to still be gated by the command center? Because you've got thousands of, maybe over 10,000 skill points sitting around. All right? That is my fundamental problem here. That's my problem here, is that it doesn't matter if you spent or not. It doesn't matter about the fleet commander or not. It is all about this command center, and that, trader, I feel, is where 
this feature breaks down for me. It's not even in understanding the path. It's not in the skill points and how they were segregated. It's not in the quantum keys. It's in the sourcing of the freaking building. Why load players and, up? Why load players I, up with, with tens of thousands of skill points that you can't <clears> use? <throat> well, I can tell you what the answer is, but I agree with you, DJ. My problem with fleet commanders is the, the linkage between getting use out of them and leveling up the command center. That's where my heartburn is with it. And see, the problem is nothing this month, other than a pack, relieved any of the stress related to this feature. Nothing. Correct. Nothing. Correct. This, this command center is the focal point of everything. You can talk about the skill paths. You can talk about the skill points. You can talk about the commander XP or the tiers and the uncommon credits. And, and honestly, I want everybody to be able to understand that. But this goes back to the Borg meta. None of it matters! Unless you're going to spend hundreds or thousands of dollars on the command center. Correct. That is the bottom line. That is what people should be angry about. I understand that people are confused. All right. And and I will try to do better. But what I'm telling you is it doesn't matter about any of the rest of it because the command center is the problem. And on that, you and I are in complete agreement. Maybe I just haven't communicated that that well enough. This has been the problem all month long. All right? And, 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 and I might even say, hear me out, this might sound crazy. I'm going to come back here in a minute and I'm going to praise the event calendar because it was full. There was lots of stuff to do. Some of the events, I know, weren't for all people because there was a lot of Borg probe events, which I expected at the Borg arc. So, so some people may not agree with all that. But I think the calendar was full, Trader. But let's look at the actual rewards. Yeah. Was it a super rewarding month, community? Because a lot of the rewards you got are for Fleet Commander stuff, which you can't use. Which is trying to incentivize players to do other things in the game. I, If you want my personal opinion, the gate with the command center is why players didn't spend as much as you know scopely thought they would spend on buying all of the fleet commanders mm-hmm. because it's they look at it and, and a normal player i'm not a normal player i looked at it and said i have to spend how much to be able to use two different fleet commanders <laughs> yeah no that so is how in it, fairness that's a little bit of a, a that's a little bit of a higher end perspective obviously right like i don't i don't think but, that but any player would look at it like that wouldn't they like if if somebody can say oh i have $100 to spend on the game this month yes how am i going to spend it am i going to buy you know kirk or spock or Locutus when no. getting a lot of use out of them is going to make need me to spend hundreds of dollars to $1000 well... on my command center they're, no, they're going to use it on the. They're going to use it on the. You know the bonus for the bonus chest. That yeah, came out the, the treasury the or something like that. That gives them more. I, I can see yeah. that, but I don't want to totally dismiss. I don't. I don't want to totally dismiss the the multiple commanders thing either, because we do have an opportunity to switch them out depending on our task, which I actually like. All right, I switched over to Lacutus the other day to do Borg, and I switched back to Kirk when I went to do Swarm. I, I, I'm not. I'm not totally not feeling that mechanic either because i get the switch it gives me 
it gives me a an area of speciality to do something like like Kirk needs to be in the chair. I think it's Kirk, and, and see, I, that's one thing that I'm still struggling is trying to re- memorize all of them. But I'm pretty sure I want Kirk in the chair if I'm going to go do solo armadas, right? Or is it Lacutus? I mean, no, it is Lacutus. I want Lacutus in my chair if I want to go do solo armadas. You see, so I kind of don't necessarily find that offensive either to switch between the two. You know, this this is mechanically speaking, trader. This research is less damaging to the quote-unquote pay gap than a traditional research tree. You know that, right? Like, it's actually less damaging to the pay gap because it's not necessarily always on. You actually can turn it off. Now, you could obviously spend yourself into having, you know, the best and always on and all that stuff. Like You can. You can do that. All right, and I would argue that two fleet commander slots is really all you need because you could keep one on all the time and and take the other one and flip it over to Spock when you're going to do upgrades and then flip it back to the other one when you're going to go do PvE or PvP. So you can still spend your way to that point, but for mild spend, Trader, this actually it dilutes the gap a little bit. It's not going to reduce it. In fairness, it's not a reduction of that pay gap, but it does dilute it a little bit because you don't get to keep it. So I'm not wildly against that either, to be perfectly honest. I I just, I, I can agree that it's complicated. I have acknowledged a dozen times that I like complicated stuff, and I know... I fully admit that I know 95% of the community doesn't like the same level of complexity that I do. My point is, is that there is still a problem. Whether you, whether you love complexity or not, there's still a mechanical problem here. And I think a lot of the community doesn't understand what that mechanical problem is yet, Trader. Maybe because it's complicated. Maybe because they don't understand the full mechanic, and that is frustrating to them, and I acknowledge those feelings. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying that anybody's wrong for saying that it's too too complicated. I totally get it. But I think when when some players are saying, well, this is that, and this is that, and this is this, and, and those three things are actually not correct, it leads me to believe that players don't fully understand what they're angry at. Do you have a reason to be angry? Yes, I think you do. Just not 100% sure you guys know what it is yet. Some of you do. All right? I'm seeing some of that in the chat. But I think some people don't yet know what it is. Might be a little bit of herd mentality going on here. Now, if you if your complaint is, like Bubba stated, involving fleet commanders with Borg, then and you hate Borg, then that's a valid complaint. That's valid. But the actual mechanics of the XP and the credits and the quantum communicators and the skill points, that may feel complicated to you. I acknowledge that. It's not wildly so. It's not totally dissimilar to what was, uh, crap, let's see. Oh, star-based research. Like, you got to do certain buildings to then come in and unlock certain research and this and that, and and I was largely complimentary of that. I know Trader didn't like that. I was largely complimentary of, of that piece of it. Now, not assaults. That was just trash. But with the tree... An alliance reputation, there was a prerequisite. You had the the assembly medals, that was a prerequisite. This is not, in my opinion, any more complicated than that. 
It is different. We've got to learn it. But once you guys get through this learning piece, you're going to see that the command center is the massive problem with this. And, and if you're not there yet, good. Hopefully, I can have an impact on it before you get there. Maybe you don't know what you're angry about, and you're just going with everybody because they're all yell- yelling about it. There is a problem here, and hopefully we can do something about it before you get there. Oh, I know what I'm angry about. What are you angry about? Give us a teaser for the and next segment because we got to take a break, Bubba Joe. What have, are you angry about? about it. I am angry about rare skill points. <laughs> Paywalled. <laughs> There's that's yep. just one word to say about it. Like that is pay only at this point. All right, <laughs> paid and, only. And I'm I, I get pay only, right? I'm I've gotten to where I am because I choose to spend. Okay, I mm. could have never played this game like Dex. Not in a hundred years because I have played a game like Dakix has played this game. And I got mad respect for him. I am always going to engage in a game with my wallet that I enjoy. Whatever game I've played, I've been that way. I buy expansion packs. I use I use money to get booster packs in a in a card game. I engage in the in the game in the way that I want to engage in it. Okay. And so I don't have a problem with something being paywalled. I have a problem with it being paywalled at the scale it is. Being it is. Let's, so let's, let's address what Bubba's talking about because a lot of you guys are not there, and that's fine. Rare skill points did actually come in a couple of events this month, but very, very few. Um, I, I think, what was it, maybe five total rare skill points came in events this month. Oh, Mimi says one. I know I saw it. I think it was more than one. But there was one or there was a couple, very, very few. Okay. Certainly not enough to, to do what you need to do. But but you're probably at a point that needs rare skill points. Can you tell me how many rare skill points it would take to do your next skill? Just ballpark it. Uh uh, it would take uh I believe twenty. Twenty. Guess how many come in an actual pack? A one hundred dollar pack. <laughs> Seven. Oh, was it fifteen? Was it 15, 15. Oh, I thought it was 7. Yeah. Okay, my bad. Uh, so, 15. So, a $100 pack doesn't even get you one skill. That's a problem. Correct. That's a problem. All right. Uh, yes. Blaze says, I've got three rare skill points. That's probably what did come in events. Let me take a look and see what I've got. Where are they? Are they in the other tab? Are they in the other tab or where? Uh, no, it must not be other. Uh, materials. Okay, let's check materials. Somebody says I have five. Okay, good. Either way, it ain't real good, is it, Bubba Joe? That nope. That we can all agree on. Uh, let's see. There's quantum communicators. I'm looking for the skill points. Good God, where are they? I I do hate how even if they introduce a new currency, it doesn't go to the bottom of the list. That's obnoxious. Here we go. I also have five rare skill points. I have five. Not even enough to do one. Now I guess. At this point now, Bubba Joe, I could go buy a $100 pack, and then I could do one skill. <laughs> the, I understand why they made a paywall them in the first month. I think I get that. And I think you even said that, right, Bubba? Like, I, I get that they're paid. Okay, that's fine. But the rate of acquisition, like you're saying, it takes 20 rare skill points to do one, and a $100 pack only buys... 15 like that is honestly that's ridiculous 
It's already ridiculous, Bubba Joe. Even if they made it, even if they put 20 in the pack, 20 rare skill points for one skill and 20 rare skill points in $100 pack, even that is ridiculous. $100 well, it, for one research. Come on. It's it's not the same number at each level of that. Just like your uncommon skill points go up at each level, the rare ones go up at each level. You mean each ops level? Oh, yeah, on the on the skills themselves. Yes. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Uh, right. Galvanox so is asking that same question. Is it 20 rare skill points even for a level one research, or does it go up more? The level two is 20. All right, so Bubba's already done a level one. It might even be presumed, maybe, Bubba Joe, that level one did cost 15. Is that possible? I actually think level one costs 10, but I, I don't remember off the top of my head. Well, either way, that's that's rough. Batman Who Laughs says, we have been able to estimate the number of skill points it goes up to at the end of one of those rare skill chains. And uh, I don't know if this is accurate. I haven't seen the data. Batman has been Batman's been pretty good with data this month, but there's been one or two things he's missed. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read his quote because there's like a 67% chance it's right. But he says, Bubba Joe, that the last level of a rare skill cost eight hundred dollars to do that last level. Is that believable to you, Trader? Yes. Yeah, I think it Absolutely. is to me too. I think it's believable to me too. Bubba, what do you think? Uh, I actually think it's a little low. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God bless you, brother. I don't also, want it to be low, but I'm guessing it's a little low. Also a problem there, Scopes. All right, just just throwing that out there. Woo! Uh, light bulb. Oh, my God, I didn't know that, uh, did Ripper, Ripper's got all the skills up on stfc.space. I did not know that. My God, we can actually go through and look at it. All right, let's see. Let's pull it up. So these are under researches. Yes. Where? I don't actually see it. Reset. Let me do a let me do a hard reset or a hard refresh. Where is it? I see Starbase, Starships, Territory, Outlaw, Away, Galaxy Station, and Combat under researches. I don't see. So does it not have a tab yet? Is that what you're saying? No, it doesn't have a tab. No. So you have to search them by name. Yep. Okay. So you got to search them by name. So they're not obvious. They're not visual. Like you can't just browse to them. You got to type them in by name. But yeah, here we go. Okay. So polarized hole, for example, is what you guys are talking about. Level thirteen fleet commander to actually unlock. Level forty command center to unlock. And Bubba Joe, it will take. Let's just add them up. Ten plus fifteen is twenty-five. Forty-five, seventy, one hundred, one thirty-five. 175. You're going to make us cry. 175, 180, 220, 270, 325, 390, 460, 540, 630, and 740 rare skill points. 740, folks, to max out. 15 levels of polarized hull. Now, in fairness, in fairness, a lot of you guys ain't ever going to get there because it requires op 60, all right? Requires op 60. But Bubba Joe, that's 700. What did I just say? 730? Or did I say 710? I've already lost track. Should we count it again? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, 740. 740. 740, Which is roughly 50 packs. 
50 packs. Oh, that's only $5,000. There you go. And Jules Verne says uh, requires Command Center 60, not even Op 60. Yes, correct. Thank you for your correction. Command Center 60, which we also have already determined is going to cost you somewhere in the neighborhood of three dollars to $4,000. Woo! And that's, that's not even the eight, level 18 ones. <laughs> that's just the 13. <laughs> this is the problem. Now, I'm going to wrap up with this before we go on because obviously Fleet Commander's is what people are feeling pretty emotional about. I kind of expected it to be Borg. Maybe people are less upset with Borg than they were with Fleet Commanders because, again, I feel like my prediction kind of, for the most part, for most people, kind of held true when it came to Borg. Um, we'll talk about that on the other side of the break, but I will give the official disclaimer, Bubba Joe, which sometimes it's easy to, it's easy to get caught up with everything, all right? But it is only month one. Hopefully, <laughs> knocking on plastic. It's probably not going to work because I didn't knock on wood. Here we go. Knock on wood that it actually gets better sooner than later. All right. It is month one. Do I expect that we're done with these mechanics? Bubba, if it was the end of assimilation part two, I'd be much more stressed out. You know what I'm saying? Because at that point, it's probably unlikely that anything's going to come back and circle around to it super quick. We still have a whole nother month of active content on this. DJ? Yeah. You know what my number one hope for next month as it relates to the Borg loop, right? Please tell me. Is that scope, is that scope, well, there's, I have a couple of hopes, right? I think that directive source needs to be better, but for what most people want out of the Borg loop, for what most people are getting out of the Borg loop is the Borg officers. And what I would like to see is it on the assumption, because we've never had an arc that didn't introduce some new officer, that those new officers next month actually get added to these chests, unlike the lack of addition of DS9 officers to those chests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, if they I, can I agree get with that. that right next month, that would be a big plus in my book. I also I uh, I also want thirty five to thirty nine to get the, the rare chest, but maybe that's pushing too. I agree. Total, I, no, no, I totally agree with you there because that is something I didn't realize. Again, at my apps level, I don't have that insight. I learned that listening to you on the show. So I agree. This needs to have a wider audience of opening. It shouldn't be thirty nine only. I completely agree. It should dip into the thirties. I don't know if it's thirty five or thirty four or thirty three. I think it's thirty five. It needs to dip further into the thirties. Yeah, thirty five to thirty nine. So, I think is where it needs to be. So that's fine. So I agree with you there. But they they miss this, right? How long did it take for them? And then you had to pay for it to get Lorca added to the Discovery. They 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 forget about these things. They miss them as they're moving forward. It's like we're plowing ahead into the next thing. It's like you have this sourcing model for these specific officers. Put the officers in there. The last ones you introduced, add them to that sourcing model. That is your sourcing model. Engage, embrace your own model, and keep it updated. Yeah, no, I agree. All, All right. right. Sorry, I'll get off my horse now. No, no, it's good. I think this has been a good conversation. And, and I know that that I am passionate about this, but, but it comes down to maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't take it a little bit personally when, when we say we don't understand it. Because, I mean, I don't. I've been, I've been, no, 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 no,
have worked harder this arc than any other arc. Like you guys know, especially on the panel, how worn down I've been. I am literally yeah. at the end of my rope. I am burning the candle like at both ends plus like three other spots in the middle. I am freaking tired. And to hear that it was it still wasn't good enough. Like I do share in the responsibility. Does Scopely need to do better? Of course. I, I have always said that. I'm never not going to say that. But I have always been very, very proud of the fact that I'm a decent teacher. All right? If after 20 days and after, what, Bubba, 100 hours plus that we've put in both on camera and off, like in studio and out, like if I, if I still haven't helped you guys, is is it... Is it because I'm not delivering the right message? Is it because people aren't listening? I, I don't know what it is, but I kind of I kind of do take that really really seriously to me. The fact you that didn't like, have like, a flow right, chart, like like right now in the chat, there's somebody arguing for the universal skill points currency, but they want to convert it to Fleet Commander XP. It's not the same thing. It's not that it, the, the, one has nothing to do with the other. At all. Like, this is a part of the problem. People don't DJ, understand. DJ, I'm here to let you off the hook from <laughs> one professional educator. <sighs> Your fault, okay? Sometimes the content is just too hard, and what you are given with is just, you're not going to get it the first time around. This may not be something that everybody gets the first time around. It may take two, it may take 10. It may take until the very end of the next arc before some people get it, and that's just the way it's going to be. It is not your fault. See, okay, now, so, now I'm getting it, because this, this person who put this in the, in the chat says this is actually an example of what you're talking about, DJ, because I got this chart out of my Alliance Discord. <laughs> That's the problem, okay? Like, the skill points have nothing to do with the XP, but that's an actual chart from the teaching section of their Discord. People don't know. So, so DJ, I want to I put this in terms, and Putz, I think, is going to back me up here. Um, in math, there are lots of ways to teach the same thing, right? You can teach derivatives. Like, if you were first doing algebra and you're taught derivatives, and I know Trader is going to yell at me for doing math, <laughs> But when you're first I don't know what a derivative is, but okay. <laughs> I don't either. When you're, first, when you're first taught derivatives, you're taught the long form, hard to solve, limit as x goes to uh, limit as n goes to zero of and you're like, why in the world would you do it this way? And Trader, then you the realize right that now? the derivative of x squared and the realize the derivative of x squared is two x. Right? So if you're teaching somebody, you can teach them the limits. There's some theory there. There's some usefulness to that theory. But if you actually want to teach something, something, you would teach them the simplest solution because there is a simpler way to do this, right? I don't think that this mechanic has a simpler way to teach it, okay? And that's not on you. That's on, as, as we've said repeatedly, that's on Scopely. You have done the absolute best that you can with what is here, but... It is an it, it is inherently an overly complicated mechanic. So you, you know, you said, "Oh, it's only this," and then you went on for like five minutes, DJ, and I'm like, "I lost you after 90 seconds," mm -hmm. and I know what the loop is because they've made this so complex because they've made it with all these different things tying in. And you're like, "Well, it's just like this, but it's a little bit harder." 
what the people are telling you is it's not that you can't teach it. It's that it's hard. And sometimes things are just hard. It's not that you can't teach it. It's just that it's hard for people to wrap their heads around. I get it. And I get it. And I hear you. And, and that is maybe where my unique perspective is outside the, the, the general populace of this game because I like complicated. I like it to be hard. Clip it. I like <laughs> trader knows what I'm saying. I like to try to to solve. I I don't want it to be a freaking clicker game all the time. Now I know maybe this was over the or maybe this was over the top. Okay, I get it. I get it. I hear you. I see the chat. Maybe this was over the top, and that's fine. That's why I didn't hate it because it was hard because I had to study it. And, and I know maybe people said this is a mobile game. Shouldn't it be fun and not hard? And, and I, I get that. But there are hard games out there. Maybe this is not traditionally one of them, but I would also be bored of a clicker game. Look at Trader. She looks at Borg like clicker. And she didn't even yes. do a battle pass. Like, do, nope. we, do we really want mindless clicker? I don't think we do. Nope. Now, was this one too, was this one too complicated? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe there's a happy medium. Yeah. But we don't just want yeah. mindless it's- clicker. So I think with this mechanic, not to, you know, drag this out further, but I think part of the issue is that we are used to looking at officers and you put XP officer XP into them and that's all you need to do, right? They come with everything they're going to have. It comes with tearing up that officer and putting officer XP into mm-hmm. it, period, end of story. And this is does not work that way or at least not in whole that way, because mm-hmm. there is a part of it that's exactly that. And I think that that contributes to people's issues with getting their heads wrapped around it, because they're used to things working a certain way. And now Scopely's like, okay, guess what? Four years later, we're doing this now. Congratulations. You know, I hear it. you. That makes more and, sense in yeah. my head than a lot of these other, uh, a lot of these other frustrations. But now I wonder they they did make it look similar in a lot of ways, right? Tearing, leveling, the the quote unquote officer shards, so to speak. Yep. Was that a mistake? Because if it looked completely different, would we not be screaming louder? Is it because yep. it was built similarly to officer acquisition that that it's so well, confusing? So I think that they could have and should have left one part of this out. The most useless part of all of this in my in my <laughs> reading of how these work and what I see in game is the tiering and the office like the fleet commander XP that you're actually putting into that. Mm-hmm. That doesn't I mean it's a contingency, but it doesn't actually do anything. You're exactly like with right. An officer, Which is with why an officer, you I'm get sorry, better stats. They don't get anything for mm-hmm. that. So I, and, that's and, my opinion. You know, I, I say this. Now I could be wrong. I've been proven wrong before, Bubba Joe. I find it really hard to believe that XP and level and power have been calculated for these fleet commanders for nothing other than a level-by-level level skill point dump. I, I find it hard to believe. It, 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 it is certainly possible that Scopely was just like, okay, let's do it this way. But I, I, kind think, of- <laughs> I think that there's going to be a reason. I think there's going to be a presentation for that at, at some point in the future. <laughs> 
DJs, Maybe. you want to know what I think? I think they're like, okay, we have an officer template. Boom, let's do yeah, that. There's power. Watch this other one right on top. Baby. Yeah, let's give him stats too. We'll let it. We'll let him benefit from all the officer stat research out there. Uh, maybe I'll maybe I will I'm be proven wrong, but I kind of think that that's like what they did was, oh, we've got this code for officers. We're going to start there and put something else on top of it. That's kind of what. Well, it's very, very possible, you know. but I, I would find it very, very head scratching if they didn't incorporate levels and, and fleet commander power into something at some point. Like if, if they don't, that's a huge design fail, in my opinion. All right, like, why even have it? Like, I will agree with you all. Why even have that if that's all it did? Like, that's just dumb, right? Like, that's just dumb. No other word for it. Dumb. So, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I, I think that there has to be. They, they're they not dumb people, Trader. There has to be a reason for this. Um. <laughs> We're taking a I break. Don't know uh, any of objection, objection, Your Honor. Facts, not <laughs> I'm taking a break. Oh, God. I'm taking a break. No, even like, Swagger, even the mud number had, even the mud number had a, a purpose. Like, you, you know, I mean, it did. It, it was like the summation. Even if it was just a summary indication of what you had done in the outlaw tree, it still with, served a purpose. With, this serves zero purpose. <laughs> None. When we come back, I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna make you uh, state your thesis and your supporting argument in favor of that point, DJs. What in favor of what point? Tell me that they're not. That Scopely um, is smart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, I object. <laughs> you guys are being Let's so mean. Break. All right, we're gonna take a break. break. On the other side of this break. Uh, we are going to come back and talk about Borg Hue. Maybe, Bubba Joe, one of the few shiny spots of the entire arc. All right. We're going to talk about epic Borg Hue. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about, uh, in a little bit more detail, this Borg meta, how it was constructed, and if ultimately, with maybe even a couple of modifications, if this is um, enough like the original Tendi meta to, I mean, because that was one of the most loved metas of all time, Bubba. So could this have been executed a little bit better? And is it something that we want to see return? I actually had a really, really good time with the Borg meta this month, despite a little bit of confusion. We'll talk about that in more detail on the other side of this break. Plus, still to come, two chances, not one, but two chances to win on Talking Trek's Battleship because we skipped a show on Wednesday, so we got a, we got one to make up for, Trader. It all comes up on the other side of this break. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast as we return in a moment. Stay tuned. PvPTarget.com is a site with a whole host of tools for the players, not only at veteran status in this game, but also for brand new players, giving you insights into PvP banding, crews, and ROE used by many servers. PvPTarget.com can help you get your feet under you with respects to to all things player versus player. Visit their website for our player's guide regarding lawful attacks, warships, and even a glossary of terms for use right here inside Star Trek Fleet Command. Visit pvptarget.com today. That's pvptarget.com. This program is made possible in part by a grant from I Can't Believe It's Not Bitter, the margarine substitute made with 80% vinegar. Looking to disconnect from today's technology? Make your next call with the new Dull Razor, the flip phone that does absolutely nothing. Hello? Hey, sis, what's happening? Hi, is everything okay? Yeah, I just got a new flip phone. And you wanted to call me? Yeah, well... 
I can't do much else with it. And sign up now for our Anytime's a Bad Time plan, where you'll be able to annoy anyone at almost any time of the day. Battle rates may change for nights and weekends. Yeah, what's up? Hey, man, what's up? What do you want? Why are you calling me? Just text me, please. I can't. Make 2023 more like 1993 with the Dull Razor flip phone. Step outside, lots of snow, have to walk so slow. Winter really sucks, baby, put a jacket on Wearing thermal socks and a pair of long jones Looking like you're cold, like you're turning blue Put on earmuffs, woman, or you'll catch the flu Yeah! Yeah! Comfort in a sneezing and up all night Taking lots of nightfall to the morning light Sometime, many times, off the dang street Slip on the ice, will you solve the street? Yeah! This might be one of my all-time 80s hairband favorites, Van Halen's Jump. I, the synthesizer in this track is just like, it's my favorite. It's my absolute favorite. I know. Thank you, Strayo. This is your favorite song when you were in college? Party hard. I'm listening to Van Halen, Bubba. I'm not listening to you. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Yes, Van Halen, jump. Would this may this may actually be possibly maybe my favorite Van Halen track? Is there a better one? Mm, this is pretty good for me. It might be my absolute favorite one. Is there a better Van Halen track? Who uh, who did? Um, I was going to say Panama is really good. What else? Bubba Ursa Majoris telling you and I to uh, to stop talking. Did I say to shut up, kids? This I, is from high school for me. <laughs> did I say Van Hager? All right, that was obviously a, a miss miss slip, a slip of the tongue. <clears throat> yeah, obviously I know it's Van Halen. So Panama Hot was good. For Hot for teeth. Yeah, Hot that's for I didn't think about that one. That's a great one as well. Yeah, 
Nah, well, running, running with the devil was not too bad. Yeah, yeah, no, that was good too. Man, what a great artist. Love it. Uh, Welcome back in, everybody. Appreciate it. Thank you guys all so very much for being here. We've got uh, two opportunities today to play Talking Trek's Battleship, Bubba Joe. So I thought, uh, let's just go ahead and knock one out. Ooh, a surprise! Mm Mm-hmm. See, normally I wait till the very end, but I thought I would break it up a little bit this time. Huh? Look at me being all spontaneous. Ladies and gentlemen, Talking Trek's Battleship has been on the air now, Bubba, for a little over 25 days. We have made nine players winners on this. We still have eight more winners to go just within this first round. And depending on how this thing goes, Bubba... I could be convinced to play multiple rounds. We're just going to have to see how long it takes for you guys to actually find and destroy the remaining ships. The Enterprise D has been destroyed. The Amalgam has been destroyed, but still hiding in space is the Stella, the Cerritos, and the Mantis. Those are hiding out there. Look, Zandes has uploaded uh, a player card for you guys. That looks to be pretty accurate, Bubba Joe. That That's pretty good. Look at him helping y'all out. So let's go see if, uh, let's go see if we can find one, Trader. Contest and pick. We are going to invite General Chaos to the stage. General Chaos, congratulations to you. You have an opportunity to play Talking Trek's Battleship. Oh, no. <laughs> what, why all no? <laughs> That's rude. That's rude. (laughs) All right, General Chaos, you've got an opportunity to come and play Talking Trek's Battleship. We'll see if we can get him on the stage. He's been now invited, but he's not actually... Oh, there he is! From server 187! Yeah. I'm down at South Island of New Zealand. Down in New Zealand. God, you sound so much like Steven Aaron, it's not even funny. Say that again. Where are you from? Say it again. We'll turn the music down. Well, that was a terrible no, connection. Like him. Uh, maybe not. Maybe maybe it was just the connection there for a second because it sounded like you sounded like him. Uh, okay, whatever. I digress. Uh, welcome uh, in. Yeah. General Chaos from New Zealand, Server 187. You've got an opportunity to play. So, uh, if you would... Do you, do you have any questions? Do you know all the rules? Are you ready to actually enter your coordinate into the wartime computer? Uh, you're not ready. <laughs> well, you're going to have to get ready really quick because here we go, Chaos. All right. General Chaos, we are inside the uh, Talking Trek Battleship War Room. Uh, I'm sorry. I think you already stated your, your command. What was it? H3. H3. All right. Let's go with that. Computer, uh, if you would, please be so kind as to enter coordinates Hotel 3. Hotel 3. Target acquired. Hotel 3. 
is not a hit this time. General Chaos, thank you for your guess. Thank you for eliminating yet another grid off of our Battleship game card. And uh, obviously be listening for the next set of Touchstones because, uh, General Chaos, you will have an opportunity to play again. There you go. We'll get that down into the Battleship Clues Room, Hotel 3. That was a miss here today. All right. There you go. We've still got one to go a little bit later in the show, Bubba Joe. We'll do one more a little bit later. Uh, there you go, Hotel 3. You see, you guys are stabbing in the dark now again, you, Bubba Joe. You've got two ships. Are you going to add that into the Battleship Clue Room? Uh, I can't. I'm sorry. You can't? Why not? Nope. What? I don't have permission. What? All right, here. We, sorry. We, we can fix that real quick. I, I uh, can do so that. I'm going to go in and go to permissions <laughs> and do uh, talking. Wait. Oh, TT. There it is. T-T-T-T uh, can now send messages. Boom. Look at there. See? All you had to do was ask Ooh. and ye shall receive. All right. There you go. Battleship uh, Clue Room. <clears throat> Battleship Clues Room will, uh, will allow you to keep up with your card. Okay. All right. Uh, Bubba Joe, let's come back. We started at the very beginning on Borg Officers. For some reason, I'm losing my voice again. I, I, it's got to be the cold weather. This has got to be the cold weather. Uh, let's come back. We talked about Galinar. All right, how I think he's deceptively good. And again, any loot officer is going to be fine, especially a below decker. Obviously, it's a bonus on loot. It's a win. Epic Hue. Is that one a little bit more of a mystery? We did a little content on this at the beginning of the month. That one maybe didn't seem to be quite as complicated, Trader, on the, on the upload to the community. Because a lot of people stated that they went harder in that second, that weekend number two solo leaderboard than they did in the weekend number one cross-server solo leaderboard. Now, there could have been a couple of reasons for that. One, just smaller uh, number of players competing because it was a solo leaderboard as compared to a cross-server solo leaderboard. On the other hand, there were a couple of things taken out, wasn't there, Karkin? Like, you lost your Galinar shards in the solo leaderboard as compared to the cross-server solo leaderboard. Further, we didn't get a paired SMS. Ah, frustrating. Problem. On the other hand, Hugh has turned out to be something kind of awesome, right? Bubba, I'm sure that you've unlocked Borg Epic Hugh. Can you give us your executive summary? Thank you for that, Trader. Oh, there, there's Bubba. I, no, I couldn't <laughs> find mute. My executive summary has not changed since the last show. Hugh is the greatest Epic Officer since the card. Hmm. That's pretty significant. Bubba is as a G5, as a G5 player grinding rep or hitting hostels or or even looking, quote unquote, at these horribly imbalanced, naive events that still require you to hit 50 hostels when you can only kill eight per hull. Does this piece of game design? Now, this is a really deep question, and I don't want to spend a ton of time on it because I know what most G5 are going to say. Is this a step in the right direction towards balancing your effort-driven events in G5? Yes or no? I believe that it is. Ooh. Please but explain. But it's not, it's not just limited to that, right? So I, I can already – I'm not looking at the chat, but I can already see the chat. Well, not if you're a G3 player. Well, not if you're a G4 player. I'm telling you – this officer mm. is going to help you. Mm -hmm. This officer is going to help you because think about 
the heavy hitter events, right? And if you're trying to do it with anything other than Axian, 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 that's the word. Axian? Did you say Axian? No. Don't pick on his pronunciation. No, I'm just checking. Um, Axian Hostels. If you're doing it with anyone other than those where you get the 100% criticals, this officer under deck is going to allow you to get more critical damage much faster on every other hostile. This officer will help everyone in some capacity. And as we've talked about repeatedly, getting criticals is the most efficient way to raise your damage, not adding a damage booster, not adding to your attack stats, getting criticals more consistently is the best way to increase your damage, which is why whole breach is the best of the three abilities, right? So it's, it is absolutely useful to all ups levels. It is just really, really, really good for G5. I want to look at all ends of the spectrum here. Beans and snots writes in the chat, which I love. Thank you very much. My kid is level 24 in this game. Level 24 auctions start at level 20. Just throwing that out there. Level 24. And he won Hugh, last weekend, weekend number two, he's very effective at every level. Why would that be, Bubba Joe? Let's go back to Jules Verne's testing, right? Why is he effective at every single level? What ships can Bean's kid at Ops 24, what hostels could he possibly be hitting that is going to give him a benefit with, with Borg Hugh? I mean, what, what, what is there? There can't be anything, right? Or TJ, that was like four score and seven years ago. I have no idea. <laughs> All right, oh, let's take it out of the chat. Separatist bosses. Um, you say separatist bosses? All right, we can we can look at that. Separatist bosses, level twenty six. All right, rounds one, two, and three with a singular one shot weapon. However, round four, Karkin does indeed have three weapons with nine total shots. So. Borg can be pretty good there. Okay, I agree. Point accepted. Next. What's another one? Somebody says Swarm. Okay, let's check Swarm. Let's go to Swarm at, say, level 24. Swarm at level 24. Two weapons every other round with only one weapon each. Maybe not the best. Maybe not the best. Still possibly a chance at improvement, Bubba Joe. He's got two chances to increase his critical chance at 25%. And if he was super lucky, he could get 50% in that first round. Okay, so cool. We'll go with that. What else? Borg. You guys say Borg, all right? Uh, he would be hitting Borg Tactical Probe. Is that correct? Borg Tactical Probe. At level 25 in rounds one, four, and seven, and repeating in triplicate. I thought the Vidar opened at 25. Just Okay. Okay, yeah, well, I see, because he's only 24. Well, he won't be 24 for long. But you do have three weapons in there. One of those weapons fires a singular shot every three rounds. One of those weapons fires a singular shot every round. And in round four... 8 and 12, so every four rounds, you've got another weapon that gets big, and then you've got a fourth weapon that fires once every 10 rounds. Big, big, big. All right? So, lots of shots there, for sure. Lots of opportunities to get that proc. All right? 
I'm good with that. What else? What else do you think? How about just a good old-fashioned, like, Romulan, level 24, uh, Romulan patrol, right? Or, 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 no, we'll go with a level 24 Romulan trader. Ah, good example, Bubba Joe, because we have one weapon that fires one shot every single round. That's it. One weapon, one shot every single round. Now, trick question, community. Is Epic Borg Hugh good against this particular hostile with one weapon and one shot per weapon? <gasps> oh, it's a trick question. It's a trick question. Mm. Welcome, Jules Verne from Server 44 to the stage. How are you, buddy? Doing great, DJs. I tried to trick people. I did. I said, look here at this hostel, oh. Jules Verne. We got one weapon that fires one shot. Is Epic Borg Hugh going to do any good here? You screamed yes. out in the chat and said, yes. Tell me why. Because he's still going to give you more crits than if you didn't have Borg Hugh. I mm-hmm. think the biggest thing we got to look at, even with this Ops 24 player, what crew is he using to hit those hostels? Hopefully it's Pike Moreau and Chen, but it's probably not. Probably doesn't have Pike yet, I would imagine, but but hopefully, all right, hopefully he would be using that. Even, he could be using cadets, all right, that's possible. Even, yeah, even with cadets and Talon, or even with cadets and, and Chen. Regardless, he's not going to be needing to swap out a bridge crew member. He doesn't need to bench PMC in order to use Borg Q. Borg Q goes below deck, gives a benefit on every single hostile. Does he have more power against certain hostels, especially when we look at the 50-plus hostels? Yes. Is he not useful at Ops 24? No. He always has a use. You know, that was one thing that I might have undersold in the YouTube video that I released based on your research, Jules. I might have undersold because I did say, you know, towards the end as we were wrapping it up, that, that there wasn't as pronounced effect. On, on this type of hostile with one weapon, with one shot, right? Not as pronounced a, a, of, of an effect, but I probably failed to really super emphasize that it's still better than nothing, right? Because even your testing eventually kind of summed out to even if there was only one shot on one weapon per round from your hostile, you still saw a general increase in the number of critical shots of about 25%, right? Now, why would that be? If we've only got a 25% crit chance to go up, and and not only that, but we've only got a 40 or 45%, whatever it is, chance to actually proc it, how are we getting so many more crit shots consistently, Jules? Well, A, he stacks, as Crozito points out in the chat. He does stack from round to round. So you're going to end up with 25% if he procs at the end of round one. At the start of round two, he'll have that 25% carryover. You could get up to 50% at the end of that round. You add that to the 12% you have at base, you have a 66% chance at crits. That's that's just amazing. You're going to finish that round sooner. You're going to take less damage. You could punch up, even an Ops 24 can be hitting higher level hostiles earlier on, even with just this one shot, one weapon. Okay. 
But we're still looking at a relatively low proc chance, Jules, right? Like on one shot from one weapon per round, it would be pretty lucky for you to get two procs in a row, right? But you do yeah, have it's a flip of you do have a, a higher uh, crit chance when that happens. But as somebody in the chat points out, Jules, it's still a chance of a chance, right? You've got a proc chance to improve uh, to improve the crit chance. Why can you still consistently and mathematically claim that we're going to see approximately twenty to twenty five percent? increase in critical shots anybody answer that i'm not exactly sure where you're driving to on that one i just what i'm Mm. looking at is is that you're going to get more critical chance that and as the rounds go on and especially when you're hitting these lower level hostiles with pmc you're getting more uh rounds getting more shots throughout that that battle that's right. You just hit the nail on the head. Hellbringer's got it in the chat because your ship is not just throwing one shot per round. You've got multiple weapons. You've got multiple shots. You only need multiple shots from your enemy to improve your proc chances, right, Jules? But you have multiple opportunities at that role of the actual crit hit itself, right? Like, you might only have one opportunity against this level 24 Romulan trader. You might only have one opportunity to get that 25% boost. But how many shots are you throwing per round? That's how many opportunities you have with your increased crit chance. So let's say that you are super lucky. And against this hostile, Jules, you get the 50% boost going into, into round two or round three. Okay. I guess it would be round three. You got the 50% boost going into round round three. You actually don't get it going into round three because you'll lose that first round's bonus. So if you think about it this way, if the hostile hits you at the beginning of round two Mm -hmm. and you procs, that means after that hostile's hit you, every other shot that you have available to shoot, you have a 50% chance. Which would be anything on your ship and look in your ship management screen. Jules, if I'm not mistaken, if a, a hostile has one weapon, then it's going to correspond with your first weapon. If you have three weapons on your ship, then you're going to get two more uh, slots with that weapon unencumbered. So, So what we're saying here is let's say you look at, let's take a look, I don't know, at an Enterprise. Let's take a look at the Vox. Okay, we'll look at the Vox. Yeah, perfect. Let's look at the Vox. There you go. Let's look at the Voxless, okay? We're taking a look at... Here we go. Voclus. It is the Explorer down there. We'll take a look at the firing pattern. Beautiful example, Jules. Ah, great example. All right. You take a look at the Voclus, which has three weapons, Jules. Each one of those weapons fires one shot every single round, basically meaning that the Voclus fires three shots per round every round from now until the end of battle. Each one of those weapons fires one shot from, from itself. So it's three weapons with one shot each, a total of three shots. So if you're going up against a hostile that has one weapon, you are going to fire weapon one, because you're the attacker, right? You're going to fire weapon one. It's going to respond with weapon one. Is that the end of battle, Jules? No. What happens next? You have two more weapons to fire. I get weapon two, 
and I get weapon three, and it's not firing back at me. So what he is saying, if you are very lucky, if you do get that proc off weapon you know, one in round two from your enemy, then you've got two more shots with a 62% crit chance. 62%. Priest out. All right. But this is a great example of that. All right. Because even going into round three, you've got, with this Voclus, you've got three more shots with that, that each have now a 12 plus 25, a 37% chance to crit. And potentially more than that if you happen to catch a crit on that first shot in round three. So Karthank says, is it 62% plus existing crit chance on the ship? No, we're actually saying 62 is total because most ships have 12%. You only have 22% if you've got the prime. So most players are going to be looking at at 12% or less. All right, because there is that some research. That does depend on your ship type. That does depend on ship type and research. There's research that contributes to that as less. well. Battleships have less, interceptors have more, explorers are in the middle. Yeah. So it does depend on a couple of factors, including ship type, including research, et cetera, et cetera. Most players, I think, are, uh, like, I think, what, at the G3 epics and above, you pretty much just all cap out at, at 12% without the prime. I think even, like, the G3 epics, they're all 12%, aren't they, Karkin? No, the auger's less. It's I've seen it. I think it starts around eight. My buffs it's brought it around like nine or ten. Okay, I thought I thought all the G three epics were the same, but okay. If we're using the Bacchus as an example, it has a ten percent crit chance. So you'd actually have a sixty percent crit chance if you were lucky and you got the double hue proc. Mm -hmm. The bottom line is, it is uh, like you said, an under deck ability that doesn't sacrifice any other abilities on the bridge crew, which is always, like since day one, Jules, even though Bubba came and told me that a lot of those early ones were watered down, which some of them were, Ten, I don't think Tandy was, but some of them were a little bit watered down, you know? This one is extremely potent against any PvE ship target in the game, okay? Not Armadas. Doesn't count on Armadas. All right, but any PVE testing required for mission bosses. Do what? Did we do testing on the mission bosses? You know, I think we did, and it did not count on the golds. Did not okay. count on the golds either. All right, so no gold mission bosses and no armadas, just red triangles. But I mean, yeah, it's, if it's a still, red triangle; it'll die. If it's a red triangle, you're going to get that buff. And even if there's there is a very handy chart which I think we've put into our graphics room. I'm not sure, but. Um, Jules, if you've got just that chart uh, that you want to share with me as you tear him up and the number of shots per weapon, that mathematical chart, we can specifically yeah. throw that into the graphics room. Folks, it gives you, in a ballpark, average, about a 20 to 25% boost in your overall number of critical shots, even on a hostile that's hitting you with one weapon and one ship, or one weapon and one shot. Even at that low number, it's averaging a 20 to 25% boost. And it only gets stronger from there with larger or newer targets. Right, Bubba Joe, you pointed that out on the last show, is that, hey, listen, some of these lower ops level players who are stepping into Jem'Hadar, stepping into uh, the Axian hostels, which, again, 
I don't think a lower ops level player is going to have a ton of need for that with Axion because they're going to be using the Mantis. But I would kind of argue, Bubba, you, since you're not using the Mantis, you'll probably get a great deal of use out of Hugh against your Mantis hostiles because you're using a G5 ship. Right? Agreed. Absolutely. He is good all the way around. I don't know if he's the best officer that's come into the game since Picard. But he is, he's up there. I mean, he could be. I'm not saying that he's not. I haven't really thought about breaking it down and really ranking them. But he is a must-have officer. The if most- he would at least work on armadas, then yeah, I could, we could make that claim. Or, or where if you worked on everything, that would be amazing. But his limiting, his only declining factor is his limit on what he can hit. I think I would agree with you, but is the, I mean, would that actually be OP? Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe not. They've done a lot of research related to crit chance. I, I don't know, Bubba. Do you think? that there would have been dire consequences if he had been good in Armadas, for example. I think that kind of reduces the effectiveness of Bashir, I think, wouldn't it? Maybe not. With some of these I, new targets, you want 100% crit chance if you could get it. I would take 100% if I could get it. I think it paints Scopely into a corner that doesn't allow them to explore this design space further. Explain. So, if if he worked everywhere, let's even just limit it to PVE, right? So, not, not PvP, just PVE, because we already kind of have someone who does that in PvP. But this is, you know, this is just red triangles and not red triangles and armadas and yellows and, and that sort of thing. It allows them to go, all right, in the future, we're going to make someone that makes getting criticals for armadas a little bit easier, right? Whereas if they do this with one officer... Now they're stuck. They've painted themselves into a corner because there's no doubt that this officer is going to get you to 100% criticals very quickly. Not to mention that with Armadas, an officer that works for Armadas is going to have to be scaled back versus this one. This one will almost always get to 100% critical chance very quickly against an Armada because an Armada is firing a ton more shots than your average ship. Mm. So... I, I think that the, the, there's an idea in game design where you you want to hone in on your design space and not make something the absolute best at everything, right? Because then it doesn't give you anywhere to go. You either have to up the scale, right? Or you have to come up with it. The next time that you introduce an armada, the armada has to have negative 800% critical chance, right? And it's like, well, then, you know... Anyone who doesn't have this officer is just completely overwhelmed. So, hang on a second. I mean, I agree with Bubba. Had, had to cough. Had to cough. So, uh, so the, the 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 point is, is that you you can't make this officer work everywhere because it limits their design, their game design space for a future expansion. But I do think it would be a little bit overpowered in Armadas, just based on the number of shots that the Armadas fire. Divine says, Bubba, stop giving them ideas, and I can kind of tell you, I'm sure they've already had them. The reason that this officer is red triangle only is probably because they've already got another one in the shoot. 
at least for Armadas. And and maybe it's already come out. Maybe, da- uh, not Dax, maybe Bashir is that officer, but he's on the bridge. Maybe they don't want us to have too much crit chance opportunity because they know we're using all the whole breach everywhere. And we're already slaying these targets. You know, and in a lot of cases. I mean, I, I understand that solo armadas are something new. And pl- players are limited by power on that. But how long is that going to last? I mean, let's go back three years. When Borg came out, the Mega Cube was essentially unbeatable. There was like one it or two players. There was one or two players in the game that could do it. Ska was one of a couple of players that could actually defeat a Mega Cube when it first came out. Well, hang on. So you could defeat the Mega Cube when it came out. Ska was the first person that could do it by himself <laughs> in one ship. Okay. That was the when it was introduced, he was the only person in the game that could solo a Mega Cube, right? That was it. He, it was him. There was no one else. There were lots of people. Now, they weren't doing it with Vidars. That's right? correct. To be perfectly fair, they were not doing it with Vidars. They right. were doing it. You had an alliance that had a bunch of those, you know, maxed enterprises and some G4 ships to soak up damage, right? So there were quite a few people that could do the Mega Cubes in one shot with a crew of six, right? That, that existed. That was a real thing. But, you know, now... Lots of people have access to that. You can do it with Vidars. You can do it with five Vidars as opposed to six, right? There are tools that we have that we didn't have then. Mm-hmm. And you're right. The content they've released is almost too easy now because it's going to get easier as things introduce, right? They're exactly. going to get easier as another officer comes out. So I don't know um, if I would use the terminology that they're too easy now. I, obviously, up at the top end, Bubba, that's your experience. And, and we've talked about that. Um, we've, we've had that conversation that they're, they're too squishy up there for you guys. You know, I think trader was saying that, you know, she was too ship in the sixties and, and stuff like that. I mean, you know, they're squishy up there. That's fair down here in the target range. And this kind of comes back to, to what you and I were talking about earlier. Like, why don't they spend time accurately designing for G5? You know, I don't know. Is, is the population too low? Uh, are you not a priority? Do they not care? Do, do they think it's working? Like I just don't know. I don't know why they keep missing. But down here in the 40s, and even like I've, I've seen a lot of people say at 51 and 52 probably is, is about as high as you can go, and in my opinion, still be quote-unquote targeted by the Borg Solo Armada Loop. Those ships are packing punches, people. If they, it, people could possibly punch up if they had the warp range. But we are seeing plenty of people, not only in Borg space, but also in Jem'Hadar space, where they're not punching up to the level that they want to be, right? Maybe they're hitting their level. Maybe they're punching up one, okay? I think you're right, Bubba. These targets here today had to be obtainable, but... That's by today's standards. Go back to Separatist bosses. Steven Terran's going to get a kick out of that. Go back to Separatist bosses when they came out. <laughs> yes. You had to go with a team. We used, we used to take the tail end of the bosses, and if you got annoyed if someone took your boss. <laughs> Separatist bosses, Bubba Joe, were the game's first version of Armadas. <laughs> believe it or not. Okay, who remembers Separatist bosses being this game's first version of Armadas? Because you couldn't do it. 
with yeah. one person, one player. Now, you could do it if you brought maybe three or four ships. All right? But the way you did it is you took turns. One teammate hit it and and smashed it and, and hopefully brought its shields down and maybe burned it a little bit. And then maybe the second or the third person could actually kill it. It was actually extremely rare that people were solo on those things. It did happen. As a matter of fact, I had a person on, on, my, on my team that could do it. Uh, Matt Dog. I'm pretty, well, no, I think it was Bojack, actually. I don't remember. Um, maybe it was Matt. I don't know. Anyway, he could use his Mayflower and get one kill per hole. <laughs> Mayflower. <laughs> <laughs> the game's first armadas. Look how far we've come. And- and now I can kill them all day long with my, with my um, Mayflower and not even you have got to repair. Take, take a Mayflower and kill a thousand <laughs> and come back and you can still repair with less than a five minute repair timer. Yeah. <laughs> all right. The game's targets. And, and this is something that Rev talks about. We've talked about a little bit on this show too. This is the perfect example of a problem that a lot of game companies can face, and Scopely has not yet addressed it, which is power creep. All right, If you can't circle around to refresh all of the game's content, Bubba Joe, on a decent time basis, then you're going to end up with a lot of content, like Separatist Bosses, like the Mega Cube, like uh, Swarm, like Borg Probes, like Outlaw where level 24 can go and do all these things. Easy peasy. <laughs> I mean, right? So this is a problem. Power creep. It's a problem. Unless Scopely has the bandwidth to come back and refresh all this stuff. But I'm here to tell you, three years ain't good enough. Okay? Three years ain't good enough. And that is what I'm a little bit worried about with specific with specificity to Borg Hugh, Bubba says that they could design themselves back into a corner. I agree. I think that they will do it anyway. So we they have the ability to counter Hugh today. If they want to launch a level 62 hostile today that says uh, every round lower the opponent's critical chance by 10% sure. or 20% or 15% or whatever. Right, so they can release hostels that counter hue and bring us back to something that resolves normally, or just say, when fighting this hostel, your critical chance is minus fifty percent. Right, so the first few rounds you're not going to get any, and then hue's going to build up. Right, so there are lots of ways for them to address this moving forward, but in the here and now, in the game that we have today, hue is going to make an impact. And a positive one for the Oh, players. he's huge. He's huge. I'm not even going to use the words OP, but he is massively valuable. And if you're listening to this right now, you've got, what, 15 hours left? And the yep. final solo leaderboard for this guy. And, and I would highly encourage you to give it a go. I don't know if you'll be able to do it. I don't know if you'll be able to unlock Which, it. You know, Bubba, you predicted. Can we? Hang on, can we, can we, I'm sorry, real quick, can we just make a point to say what a positive change that we even have this leaderboard is? It is, I was going to recognize you for predicting it. Okay, okay, 
All right. <laughs> well, thank you, DJ. Um, <laughs> you saw I the future. It was going to be something else. You knew it. I assumed. I assumed it'd be an incursion prep type of leaderboard, or you know, maybe an Odo leaderboard or something like that. I was not predicting Hugh, um, but it is absolutely fantastic that we have a third Hugh leaderboard because he is so important to every player, and and it's going to it's going to impact the way that you're able to hit hostels in this game, and it's. You know, you know. I think that the 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 pantheon is one one A one B, and that's Pike Picard Hugh. Like it is, it is that important. It is going to be that important to hostile hitting, and is going to help you as you grow your as you climb through the hostile rings. I have heard some late forties and and fifties players saying that this is better than Khan. Now, I, I obviously, I guess it would oh, be right immensely, yeah. immensely better than Khan. Are you guys let's running talk about some of the reasons why? Are you running right? Khan with him, or are you using that slot now for somebody else? Ex- I'm not running Khan at all on my hostile hitting crew, whereas he was he was a must have for every hostile hitting crew I had before. Um, but the biggest thing that it does is it allows you that option on the bridge to go with someone else. It allows you to get that double-sided synergy for Strange New World Pike. It allows you to get that double-sided synergy for Picard. It allows you to get that extra synergy or just that extra ability that gives you even that additional little push to be able to get a little bit further ahead. That's why it's even more important because it's a lower deck ability, which means you can put it on and you might hurt yourself in stats a little bit, but it is, I mean, the ability to trigger the critical overpowers any sort of stat reduction. Trader, were you successful in obtaining Hugh this month? I know you were a little bit unplugged, but I'm sure you recognize the value of this guy, right? Uh, Trader fell asleep. Or she's eating pretzels, one or the other. <laughs> Trader's eating pretzels. No. Oh, there she is. Okay. All right. No, when I I started talking and then realized I was still muted. No, I haven't obtained him. I haven't participated in any of the auctions this month. Wow. You really took the month off. I did. I have no regrets, and I'm not going to have any regrets either. No regrets. All right, there you nope. go. <laughs> um, and you know, listen. Obviously, I'm not. Uh, I, I'm teasing. I'm not necessarily saying that that Bubba Joe uh, made this auction happen. But you know, last show you did say that you felt like an auction would be coming. I'm glad it was this one. All right, I I, I am really glad. I'll be honest with you, community. I didn't even ask for for this opportunity. I I did obviously encourage more ways to source this guy. I really spent a lot of time really encouraging something, you know, mostly the rare chest for 35 to 39. But even then, this officer, as far as a sourcing plan, would be 40 plus. All right. So I am actually super pleased. I'm very happy with this. As a matter of fact, Bubba Joe, let me ask you this question. I think we may have briefly talked about this on Twitch one night this week, Trader. But players did come to me with complaints. I think we talked about the, It sounds familiar to me. I'm having, I'm having deja vu because we talked about it on the, uh, after they made the announcement that they were adjusting cross-server back to solo leaderboard. And we were like, well, you know, I get it, planning, but it's kind of hard to, to rake them over the coals when they do what we ask, right? Like, I mean... I get it. People who went in weekend number one probably spent more than they could have 
if it was a solo leaderboard. I acknowledge that. But at the end of the day, they made it a solo leaderboard because we asked them to. Right? So when we've been very loud and very vocal, Bubba, about the fact that there were only two opportunities to get this quote-unquote game-changing officer, I thought it was nice that we got a third one. And, and some people said, well, that inflated the prices of the first two. I've got two responses to that. A, do you blame them? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I mean, right? Like, they're here, to make a, they're here to make a couple bucks, all right? Companies do this garbage all the time. They really do. I would have waited till the third one, until um, after both the Jelly Brawl and the Treasury before mm-hmm. jumping in the second auction. So if you, if you had known. super tight. Yeah, yeah, if you had known. And, and listen... We we like calendars, right, Bubba Joe? We like to be able to plan, but at the end of the day, their job is to make money. And and I'm not going to be super defensive about this. Obviously, the auction wasn't actually planned, and I do. Well, I know what they told me it wasn't planned. It was added. I, unless they're just flat out lying to me, Bubba Joe, I think this is a good move. And if it was to inflate the prices for weekends one and two, well, then, you know, that's a little bit shady. But I also recognize their, their, their goal, Bubba, is to make money. Now, I would prefer to, you know, I'm all about educator choice and ed, or uh, consumer choice and consumer, you know, knowledge and education. I would prefer to have been like Karkin and spend when I wanted to spend and based on what I could spend and this and that, do you find it in bad form, Bubba Joe, that we see a Hugh Solo leaderboard in weekend number three? No. I don't find it in bad form. What if it was to intentionally drive up prices in weekends one and two? So, I agree with you. I think that that's, to use a business term, shady. Right. Um, I I would hope that that's not the way that Scopely operates, but um, I look at it from a perspective of what did we as the players get? We as the players got an opportunity to source more shards of this officer. And maybe you only took 10th in the first one and fifth in the next two, right? And maybe you're not going to, maybe that's not enough to unlock the officer this month. I, I have to, I'm going to look right now. So 10th would have been 22, 36 and 36. That's not enough to source the officer this month, but you're a lot closer to getting it now. And if you're 39 plus, you're going to be able to get those officer shards from 40. the board chess. 40 plus. 40, 40 plus. 40 plus. 40 plus. 40 plus. 40 but, plus. Sorry, but you're 40 right. Plus. You know, Trader has said that to me before. More shards is more shards. Take the opportunity when you can do it. Trader has encouraged right. me to do whatever I can, whatever I can, to get Honor Guard yep. Wharf shards. Uh, how many Absolutely. you guys? How many you guys spent? Maybe a good chunk or all you had of the multiphasics this month to pick up extra Bashir shards. All right, I, at the end of the day, don't think I'm upset that they finally shook up the multiphasic uh, syndicate event. All right, I'm going to, I didn't get enough to tear any of them, <clears throat> but it's progress. And Bashir, as we have determined, is 
also pretty daggone good. Look at Lord uh, ASP. I unlocked Bashir with that change this month. I got to be honest with you. This is why, Bubba, you and I were talking at the beginning of the show. We're going to get ready to wrap up on the other side of this final break. There has been more good this month than I have found bad for me as a player. I said that earlier. Like I feel like I'm, I'm probably going to be, I think because of how people have received Fleet Commander uh, as compared to me, and then how some people have received the, the board probe grind, which we'll talk about uh, in a moment as we get ready to wrap up. But I didn't expect that to be bad for very long, and I found that it was much better for me after only a week. I feel that my my prediction is is accurate and came true. For those reasons, like I feel like I had a pretty good month, you know. And I I guess people are going to like I put in the show announcement. I don't think there was an in the middle on this. I think you either loved it or you hated it. And and I think that Trader falls into the hated it camp. Bubba loves the officer but hates the mechanics of everything else. But Bubba, you told me that I would need to be sitting down when you told me what your executive summary of this entire arc would be. And we will do that on the other side of this break. The The last thing that maybe we should talk about on the other side, and Bubba, don't let me forget, is this Borg meta. I've seen it in the chat a couple of times. People are wanting to know some mechanics on that. I will explain those in detail. But if you are missing points after completing all of today's events, then you... 100% missed an event. That was possible, Bubba Joe, because not all events showed up in that Bork folder, did they? Mm-mm. We'll no, talk about they the, wouldn't, and we'll, that's and that's that's unfortunate. We'll talk like, about I, that Bork I, meta, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, because I, at the core, love the event, love the the way that it was designed, the way that it was created. I love all that. There was a a small problem, I think, with how it presented or slash how it was communicated. Um, Because we have typically seen in other styles of meta that they list the events. And, And they did in this case, just not in the exact same place that we've grown accustomed to looking. But every single one of these events were actually outlined in the in game news. But they just didn't graphically show up properly 100% of days. Again, we kind of come back to, was the eighth milestone really that big of a deal? But some players are claiming that they missed points. Well, you did not. From a mechanical point of awards and points and triggers and this and that, it's probably the cleanest meta that's ever existed. But there was still a presentation problem, and we will wrap up with that on the other side of the break. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live. Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast will be back in a second to wrap up. Hang on. Today's show brought to you in part by the Musgrove Trial Firm in Georgia. Have you suffered personal injury in Georgia? You need a buddy. Give Buddy at the Musgrove Trial Firm a call. 678-226-1994. Visit them online at Musgrove Trial Firm. Com. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Coco Critters Cereal. Tasty nuggets that look just like chocolate-covered cockroaches. The horses are in the gate, and we're all set for the Oscar nominations derby. And they're off. Everything, everywhere, all at once comes out first, followed by the banshees of someplace I can't pronounce and the guy from Encino Man. And as we hit turn one, I've never heard of any of these movies is starting to pick up some steam. 
On to the backstretch now, where I hope someone gets slapped is nowhere to be found, and Top Gun Maverick is still fighting against all odds. People are still trying to figure out the Banshees of someplace I can't pronounce, and questioning if the guy from Encino Man is even that good. And now here comes Who Cares I'm Not Gonna Watch It Anyway from out of nowhere! And down the stretch they come! Everything Everywhere All at Once is going stride for stride with I haven't heard of any of these movies, and Top Gun Maverick is a thing of the past. I hope someone gets slapped seems to be picking up some steam, but as we hit the wire, who cares? I'm not gonna watch it anyway is the winner! The crowd was pushing for I hope someone gets slapped again, but realized who cares? I'm not gonna watch it anyway was just too strong. <laughs> Tonight, on an all-new Unsolved Mysteries, we dive into the question every drinker is asking. What the heck is actually in those little fireball cinnamon bottles? I really have no idea. I've always assumed it was some kind of weird mixture. You know, like Red Hots and rubbing alcohol. Or maybe Big Red Gum and gasoline. It has the fireball label. But is it the whiskey that so many college kids love? Yo, man, I don't know what's in it. All I know is you can get a party bucket at the gas station for, like, 20 bucks. It's an inflation-proof buzz, brah. What is Fireball trying to hide? Open your eyes, sheepy. This Fireball cinnamon is really a government poison to lower testosterone levels. I saw it on Twitter. Unsolved Mysteries. Fireball cinnamon. An episode so shocking, you'll black out. Appreciate you guys all being here. Ultimate DJs here on the stage of Talking Trek Live. Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast as we count down the timer, Bubba Joe, to us wrapping up this show. Already inevitably going to be finishing late, but we've got a few other things that we've got to do today, and uh, and then we'll be able to get ready to wrap up and head on out of here. Right before the break, we're talking about uh, the Borg meta. And again... I come back and say, you know, for the players who, who feel like they missed something and, and they missed that top milestone, I do come back and say, I, I really don't see that you need to be wildly concerned with that given the massive imbalance that currently exists within the command center quantum communicators. That being said, I Bubba Joan had a conversation about this before the show. I actually really really like this meta. I recognize a a quote-unquote, as Trader mentioned earlier, sometimes things are done a little bit differently than what we're used to. I recognize that this looked different to to some players than what maybe we were used to, right, Trader? Um, as in the buckets, right? Like players would have expected the the meta events to all go into the bucket, 
right? But that wasn't always the case. I mean, it did happen sometimes, but recruit Gallinar, for example, that was its own bucket, you know, like that was its own series of events. They just added the trigger, you know? So even though it was its own series, it still contributed back because obviously it was dealing with the Borg. It was for Gallinar. So it, it almost was like a double meta. It's like a double meta, man. Look at all the colors. It was a double meta. Take a look, for example, the Gallinar mining event here today. All right. Not only is, is replacing the rare officer meta, if you will, that would normally, you know, hand out a, a boatload of shards for a rare officer. But even though it was the series of events that was responsible for sourcing the majority of the Galinar shards this month, it also contained the trigger over to the Borg meta. Now, there are a couple of reasons why I do find it to be a little bit unfair, just a little bit unfair, to completely fault Scopely for not putting them in the bucket, all right? A, Bubba, could they have gone, gone into the bucket? Could that have been simple? I do agree. That would have been very should, nice. It would. Should they have gone into the bucket? Yes. Probably. I'm fine even, I'm fine even saying that. I would, have, I would have probably expected them to go into the bucket, all right? And that would have been a lot clearer, right? If you saw it, then you know you had to do it. But, Divine. <laughs> See, Divine, I hope, is being sarcastic, but let me read his comment. Divine says, it's unfair because you had to read the event text. <laughs> you, you silly goose. You're a very silly goose today. All right. Who reads the event text? Baba, it was in every single event. Moreover, it wasn't just in the events, was it, community? Come on now. Let's accept a little bit of responsibility. Just a little bit. It was in every event text for every meta event. Not only that, it was in the event description in the in-game news for every run, every occurrence, with every date. As a matter of fact, mechanically, or, or let me rephrase, design-wise, Bubba, design-wise, and I even mean with the way it worked, I know there was a little bit of lag, but I've always said I feel like that's an engineering problem. The triggers worked. Did anybody have to get compensation because any of the events didn't give them their points? Didn't happen. Everybody got their points. Every event worked. more. And, and, and on top of that, the number of events that popped was the correct number of events for you to achieve your goal. Nothing got missed. There wasn't any shortage. We didn't get up on the end of the month and realize, oh my God, we're 300 points short and they scrapped three events, Bubba. The proper number of events were provided. This is probably outside of the graphical bucket, which I can acknowledge, this was probably the cleanest meta they've ever done. Now, Bubba disagrees with me. You get to go now. Wholeheartedly do I disagree with you. <laughs> go ahead. So, in terms of... Well, so let's let's break this down. In terms of the rewards you got from the meta, both in the meta itself and the events that fed into the meta, it's fantastic. From a rewards perspective, mm -hmm. this was a great 
event series. Okay. Okay. It was good. It was absolutely fantastic. So I, I got no problems with that. And and the sarcasm dripping from your voice. Well, it was in the event description. Do you know how bad the event descriptions have been for three Listen, and a half years? I get that. I stopped Baba. reading them. Baba. I stopped reading them three and a half years ago. They there is stopped nothing, being useful there is three no and a half way years ago. You can misinterpret this event contributes to the We Are Borg meta. There is zero room for interpretation there. Unless you didn't read it because it hasn't been useful for three and a half years to read it. Okay, let me let me pause. Do you open the events to look at scoring mechanics, for example? Yes. Okay, it's right there! It's not! Yes, yes, it is! Right, like right above. So you're, you're telling click, me if no, I click the if box. I click on, no, no, you're telling me if I click on the box that says scoring mechanic, it's going to say... This scores for the meta. I can't get behind that. It's on the same screen. No, it's not in the box because that's your scoring metric. It's literally one quarter of an inch above it. Okay, like your your peripheral vision has... You can't miss that. It's in your field of view. The flavor text of events has been useless for three and a half years. I ignore it. Well... I don't know what to tell you. I mean, we talk about, like Trader said at the beginning, we needed better communication on fleet commanders. I think we all agreed on that, did we not? Everybody agrees on that? Yes. Okay. Yes. The in-game news, the calendar, and the individual events itself, and in some cases, the graphical bucket, all told you that this was a required event for that meta. What more can they do, Bubba? I mean, seriously. They had a bucket for the meta. Put it in the bucket. That's all they had to do. They didn't need to put it in the flavor text. They didn't need to put it anywhere else. They could have made the title meta recruit Galinar mining. Meta do this. Meta do that. They could have put it in the title and they could have put it in the bucket. That's what should have happened. Mm, I, I... But they also had fleet commander ones that were specific to fleet commanders that also scored as well. That's which what is that's... an entirely different problem. I don't find nothing that to be a problem for at this all. Meta, nothing for this meta should have been outside of that bucket. But they were part of other styles of meta. You had Galinar, you had fleet commander. They they tied all this stuff together so that they could pay out these kinds of rewards. Because metas in the past. They have sometimes, not even always, given their own rewards. Sometimes it's just a trigger. Sometimes it's literally just points towards the meta, and there's no rewards. I I agree with you technologically. I'm not saying that it shouldn't have been in the bucket. Okay, I'm not. I agree that they could have clarified it by putting it in the bucket. All right? But it's not as though... It was hidden from players. I mean, at some point, Bubba, we've got to accept a little bit of responsibility. We have to. I mean, it was all over. Do do you guys not read the calendar? Because I remember, I remember, Bubba Joe, when there was a day we would moan and complain and scream and yell because they didn't give a calendar. We want a calendar because we want to be able to plan and we want to know everything that's coming. And now it was plastered all over the calendar and you're going to tell me nobody read it? Come on. Come on, guys. At what point do you actually expect to take a little bit of responsibility for your own actions? Little bit. Could Scopely have done better? Yes. Could you have done better, community? 
Yes. Okay. Also, yes. Come on. I I am sorry. I I personally will, will I advocate to put events in a bucket? Sure. I like this idea. Will I advocate for for some kind of a symbol or 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 consistent art or even some kind of uh, symbol for for a med event? Sure. I think it's a great idea. I do think it's a good idea. But come on. If you're going to run something like a meta, it should be obvious. It, it should be obvious outright that this is feeding into that meta, and putting it in the and flavor text. Saying that it does is not and putting it in the flavor text is like putting it in the terms of conditions that you have to scroll the 17 pages through to install that new application or do that OS update. It's I, not. I get it. Enough. I, I hear you, and that's fine. I I look at. The way this thing worked, and, and maybe I'm looking a little deeper. Maybe you guys are fussy about the damn buckets. I'm sorry. I don't care. You want to know what I care about? No comp tickets. No customer service tickets. The events actually freaking worked. The scoring worked. The triggers worked. You got your points. That worked. Like, I'm looking at this mechanically, Bubba Joe, as the most excellently performing meta of all time, and I'm shocked that we are not recognizing that. This meta had zero technical flaws. So you already know what I'm going to say to this because I wrote it in the in our chat. What? When when did we set the threshold for good to great at it didn't light the house on fire at event launch? It wasn't. It, I don't light the house on fire. It worked, Bubba. One hundred percent of the events worked. Like that it's is perfection. Supposed. Work. Oh, stop, Bubba. We grade this arc every single month, and, and you're right. We shouldn't just be tolerant of it being passable. I get that. This wasn't this wasn't barely passing. It was 100% perfection. The events every single day, all 7,100 points worked perfectly. Like, there's no failure there. Now, if you want to knock a couple of points, you want to knock them even a letter grade in that perspective for not putting the graphics in the right buckets, fine. I'm looking at the the technical piece of this, and it was the cleanest meta ever. And I cannot believe we're bitching about a freaking picture. It's blowing my mind. You're the one that wanted to have this discussion. I think it's a fair conversation to have. I think y'all need to look in the mirror. I think you need to look at how the game actually worked. They told you the events. It was labeled in every single event. It was in the in-game news, which we all scream that we read, that it's Bible for us. How many complaints this month did I get that Scopely deviated from the calendar with regards to the solo leaderboards? It's mind-numbing. I mean, at, at, you know, there comes a point. Where you gotta you gotta learn to walk, I guess. Maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm particularly fussy today. I'm sorry, community. I do not endorse people saying that 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 meta was Scopely's fault. I don't. If you missed an event, that's on you. How many Bubba? Even if it wasn't in the bucket, fair. Even if it wasn't in the bucket, you mean to tell me that you don't scan through every single event you've got every single day to look at what's in there? Because you've told me you do, so let's not change I your do. story. Oh, you do. I do. Okay. So if but I, 
I could not have told you by looking whether it was part of the matter or not. You could have, you just didn't by choice. I I could not have looking at things that are relevant in the game. You did not because you chose not to read it. It's flavor text. It's not in-game sourcing. It's not something that is going to give me tangible information I need to know for this event. Question. It never has been. PvP event this month, the Vidar PvP event. Where did you learn about the system you needed to go to, Bubba Joe? There was a link. It was In the text of the event. It was in the event text. As a matter of fact, that was not in your scoring box. It was in the event text. Now, I'm sorry I'm being controversial on this, but Bubba, that argument holds zero weight. I don't know why you're being so argumentative about this. I already told you I felt the event rewards were good. I felt the scaling of the hitting, all the things you had to do in that meta are good. I think they they are responsible for trying to make it for not executing a meta in the way that they've done metas in the past. That's my only criticism of this meta, and I think that's on them. I want to read a few items out of the chat and we'll wrap up because <clears throat> I think this is important for this arc runner to hear. Okay. Um, let me let me go back because there's there's a lot of good stuff here. Okay, Lord Neelix. Sorry, I'm going back up. I'm starting here. Lord Neelix writes, I thought this arc was the best they have ever had as far as everything that I did actually worked. Okay, fair point. Uh, PvP events are different, says certainly. We expect that to be in the event text. Well, I, I am not... Okay, I'm, I'm done. Um, I saw it in every single event, got full points for the full meta today. Server 35's Archangel. Thank you. Lightbull. I'm an engaged player. Had no issues identifying events, participating in them, or educating my alliances about that. Seems like this is a non-issue. You know, Lightbowl, I would love to feel like it's a non-issue. But my PMs are full of players outraged over the freaking buckets. It's mind-numbing. I don't know. Maybe maybe this is a result of of my exhaustion this month. But I I don't know why this was a problem. It's also more the fact is why didn't they do the actual event anyway? If you're completing event, if you complete events, why didn't you do the event? Fair point. I mean, doesn't everybody look through their events list every day to see what's there? I don't memorize the calendar. I still have to look through the events list. Who doesn't do that? Not every player can do every event, but they may have looked at no, the I meta agree. and I said. And they may have looked at the meta and said, all right, I want to look for these meta events. And weren't, it wasn't obvious to them. That was the thing. I, that was what I got from people. It wasn't obvious to them that this was part of the meta. Now, I hear what you're saying, DJ. I get it, okay? But just like the, the feedback that was complicated, just breaking it down, this was not obvious to me that it was a part of the meta. I understand you're like, but look, it's written right here. Why didn't you read this thing that was written right here? Still not obvious, right? Okay. Games should be obvious. Should, like Blue Mandalorian said, there should be an icon or a title something or something that makes it absolutely obvious. This is part of your meta. If you are prioritizing the meta, you need to prioritize this event over others. 
You want pips? You want more pips? <laughs> we'll put pips on them. Oh, you hush. <laughs> I, I I will wrap this up because obviously I, I I can feel I'm I'm tired today. So let let me just wrap this up. I acknowledge and agree with you, Bubba, that it could have been presented better as far as the bucket. I'm not going to say they shouldn't have used their bucket. Clearly, they could and should have used their bucket. But I I also have to to say that from the way that it worked, the way that it paid, and even the fact that they did put them in the events and did put them in the in-game news, like that is all. Those are all steps that have been taken to improve that level of communication. And, and if the bucket didn't work, which it did not, there were multiple other ways to obtain that information. It wasn't as though they were intentionally hiding events from you. Everything was day one marked. And, and that's why I have a huge problem with players blaming Scopely for the lack of completion of their own meta because they didn't know. It was everywhere. So the buckets didn't work. Okay, I'm good with that. There were multiple other ways that you could have known. I would, I would have more sympathy for players who couldn't complete the meta, Bubba Joe, because they couldn't get enough directives for the day two or the day three event. Like, right? That, I think, could be a valid complaint. Players who, oh, absolutely. players who may not have had a Tier 9 Vidar coming into this arc, probably a few of you, not a ton, admittedly, but some players couldn't even do that first Borgmata event, which was a meta contributor. I feel like that could have been a little bit more positive feedback. Like, if we're going to create a meta with that kind of an event, maybe we could have put that a little bit later, like maybe a Day 7 or a Day 10. Give players a chance to catch up. I think that's constructive feedback. So the the communication the here arc? was... was was on point. Go ahead, Bubba. Do you want me to give the Arc Runner a compliment because they didn't screw it up? Okay, <laughs> okay. I'll give them a compliment that for the first time, an Arc Runner was reasonably competent from Scopely and didn't screw it up on implementation. <laughs> You're so Fine. rude. Great. <laughs> you are so no, rude. No, that's the truth. You're saying they didn't, it, it worked. You're like, minimum level no, of compliance no. it worked. It, it didn't just work, Bubba. It was perfect. Okay, you show me any series of events as complicated as a meta or even a monthly calendar where events were perfect. Go ahead. I'll wait. All right. That just because it should happen doesn't mean that it does. And when it does, it's important to say, hey, good job like that. (laughs) You expect you, you expect perfection from people at work. But you don't be like you don't walk up to him and be like, well, oh yeah, fine. You should have done it that way all along, Sally. You lazy bum. Good, you finally did your job, butthead. I'm talking to the art runner. I'm talking to you, and I'm talking to the community. I don't get to have these conversations with the art runner. I'm not going to call the art runner a butthead or lazy <laughs> or. An, I'm saying what I'm saying is that. It should not be enough to say it's perfect because it wasn't perfect just because it worked. Our minimum level of... We have been so conditioned that you won't be able to complete it because you don't have the directives. 
or the scoring didn't work, or you needed 41 and they only gave you 39. We've been so conditioned that things aren't going to work that we've accepted that it wouldn't work so that when finally somebody does something fantastic and makes it work... You poop all over it. No, I'm not (laughs) pooping all over it. You are going way above and beyond and saying it is perfection. And it's not. Okay. This is what all events should be. This is what all, this is how things should work. And it's great that they finally do for the first time in four years. That's fantastic. But this is what it should be. And yet it hasn't been. So when it is, I would personally like to say, hey guys, good job. Like good execution. Good job. Like, oh, that is, we are rude. That is, you're, it's rude. I don't, there's not another word for it. Good job, Arc Runner. I guess everybody else thinks you did a job. I think you did fine. Good job. All right. Uh, Jesus. Yes. Well, Go ahead, Trader. I, I just, no, I don't think that the Arc Runner did a job. I have, a, my issue is not with what the Arc Runner did, because I understand that he gets handed what game design tells him here's what we're doing and make something fun out of it. I think in that respect, he did fine. I mean, the events were what they were. I was having technical issues on other parts of the game that he had nothing or she had nothing to do with. But at the end of the day, from what I saw, the events were fine. I liked the calendar this month. thought the calendar was full. Yeah, they were fine. Thought it was rewarding. I appreciated the balance of synergy. There was a lot of times that there was finished an Mm -hmm. event, you know, did one action and finished multiple events. That was well planned, well strategized in a lot of the ways. Even you know, some of the ticketed events matched up with what you were doing. The thing I didn't like was the whole solo leaderboard event scoring, relying on a, a finite resource that they hand out. That can only be acquired by the limited means aside from purchasing everything else was that is the nature of solo leaderboards i mean i've kind of said that for three years if you're going to play in a solo leaderboard, a lot of times you can grind a solo leaderboard uh, or very rarely very rarely i mean that's a common complaint here we we ask for more grinder solo leaderboards car and we don't get them very often um heavy hitter is an example of one that you can grind but most of the time, I mean, you look at officer leaderboards, research leaderboards, ship leaderboards, new fleet commander leader, like armada leaderboards. Like that, that's not, those aren't grind. Like that, you gotta, you have to either have a bank, you have to have planned for that, or you're gonna have to spend on it. Like, and, and I've said this for as long as I can remember, you need to look at that and look at your own account and your own resources and just see if that's something you can bite off. Like, you know, it kind of is. I, I don't disagree that. That's what the solo leaderboards were this month because they were, but that's not unexpected and that's not rare. Hey, Rip, what's up, buddy? Welcome. Is this working? <laughs> Hi, you're not in your you're not in your studio. Are you out and about? No, it's no. I'm in bed. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Listen, everybody, we are broadcasting live from Ricker, uh, Ripper's bed. Is that we're doing here? Look at that. She was my couch, but that's. So you've Same made thing. your in, short. Like a short tent? says 
that's hot. Wait for it. Did I do that right? Is that the same voice? Is that was that the Paris Hilton? Is that how you would have done that, Shorts? That's hot. There you go, Rip. Uh, <laughs> that's right. We're going to create a new podcast. It's called Under the Covers with Rip. All right. Yeah, no, I've slept horribly, so that's a thing. Um, oh, sorry to hear that, buddy. That's nah, no good. Uh, well, listen, since Rip is here, why don't we um, – did, did we did we finish – we did kind of briefly touch on the, the building event, like that heroic thing. Looks like free-to-play, we're able to get to level 12. $20 battle pass, we're able to get to level 15. A $100 pack was able to get you, I think, another set of, uh, another one or two milestones and then uh, ended up being, what, Bubba Joe, $200 to basically finish that heroic. Um, again, just the fact that, that it was a little bit of spend. It had the Ducat. It was worth it to me, not for the building, Although in hindsight, I'm kind of guess I guess I'm kind of glad I did do a trader because otherwise, it would be three times as long before my fleet commanders got any use because of the command center mechanic. But we've talked about that plenty today. Um, this is it. I'm you know Bubba. I I'm glad so that this I, has been super spirited because I, grades are coming. Yes, go ahead. All right. So I asked you before we started the show. If you were sitting down and you're like, no, no, save it for the show. I did. I did. Bubba, what, what is the nature? Are you ready to be knocked <laughs> off your feet? After all this fighting, he's going to be like, I get the arc and A. Don't grade it right now. Don't grade it. We're grading, grading on Wednesday. It. Okay. I'm all not right. grading it. Mm, this sounds, this sounds big. Hold on. Let me get you some fanfare. I feel like this is going to be big news. All right, Bubba Joe, what do you got? For the first time in over a year, ticketed events for 50-plus makes sense. Yes. They awarded the correct amount of resources and materials. Yes. They asked for milestones that were logical. Yes. They absolutely were worth the doing. Yes. It was fantastic. Yes. See, and th- this is this is part of this is a part of of the efforts that have been put in by by a lot of these people. Okay, um, I'm Can glad that say? I'm glad that you saw that because now and and Bubba, you'll remember there was a period of time. I don't remember when it was. Was it last month or the month before? Where we actually had this conversation. We did research on this. You recall, Trader? You remember as well? I do. So. So last month, was it last month or the month before? It may have been November, but I think it was December. November, I think, had one ticketed event that was, like, way outscaled versus the others. December had a couple more. This month, they were all right where they needed to be. Now, doing the power gained leader, uh, power gain ticketed event, still hard for 50 plus. Well, at least where I am at 59. Um, some will have different effects because oh, they may have that's a research. That's sucky for me, too. That, I hate that one. I really wish. You so, know, it didn't used to be that way. It used to have XP in it. Yeah, it put, used to be a domina- It used to be actual yes, domination. Why did they take the ship XP out? Um, yeah, that's got to be the longest standing. I'm going to call it a bug. I'm going to call it a bug. I think that when they were designing it, uh, like the new versions of it, they just forgot to put ship XP in. That's got to be it. It's got to be. Yep. So, <laughs> no. So, I hate not, that one. not, DJ. Oh, God, it's the worst whatever. So, so 
not only were the ticketed events scaled well, as K29 says, the specific ship events were scaled appropriately so that you actually could engage with them. They actually, I don't know if listening to us or listening to the people in the VIP or wherever they got the feedback, they finally got the message that they were doing it wrong and they were providing resources and materials that were inconsequential and asking for the world. And they brought both of those together. They were giving rewards that made sense for the effort and they reduced the effort so that it was attainable even if you don't have three max three ships three of the maximum tier ship that you could have for your ops level so they approached it from both directions and it was absolutely fantastic to actually have rewards that made sense let me ask you a quick question was that just pertaining to the ticketed events or did they do it with the arc related events as well no the arc related events so the ship specific events where it's like hit hit uh battleships with interceptors yeah hit, uh, interceptors with explorers, those events were also scaled well. Dang, y'all hearing that? See, now that's a good thing. That's where we get to come back and say, good job. Good job. All right. I and- didn't notice them, but I trust Bubba, so good job. <laughs> <laughs> See, she doesn't have any problem with them at all, Bubba Joe. It's fine before. It's easier now. <laughs> they were not fine before. I never did them before, so maybe now I actually might. I'm you really, really happy and incredibly angry at the same time. Why would that make you angry? How long did that take? Well, that's fair. <laughs> a okay. year. There was it's only one. Year. There was only one appropriate answer to why does that make you angry? But he's got it. Okay, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad to hear that though, because and and I'm going to share this with the community because I don't think I did publicly. All right, but Bubba, you and Trader and I and I think Ripper was also involved in this conversation where I came to you guys and said they are looking at this. Can we provide a little bit of feedback, a little bit of insight into what is actually wrong. I gave my perspective, but I said to them, I'm not a G5 player, so I need to consult with some G5s. And and they, and you guys know this, they wanted to hear from you guys. Our panel, you hear this community? They wanted to hear from Bubba Joe and Trader and Ripper by name. And I'm glad to see that it was fixed. This is the kind of positivity that we can have here. All right? Which is also why I think it's important to say good job when things are done. Good job. I will tell you right now, I, he said I could. Yark Runner's in our audience. He's heard every word you guys have said today. And I think that it's important where there's problems to acknowledge them. I think Fleet Commander's got some problems. I think the meta was overly good. The tickets and the ship-related events, I mean, that was even a part of the arc, Bubba. We talked about that even at the beginning of this month, that that players can't have three, quote-unquote, lead ships. Yep. I'm glad to see that that was fixed. I didn't even know it was. I'm glad to see that it was. So cool. All right. Um, This has been our prep. Final grades will come this coming Wednesday. However, I will also tell you that the reason Wait, we decided to have all this today, all right, the you, reason... You should, go ahead. You should give some music. You should give some music for what you're about to announce. Oh, should I? What, do you, you, yes. what the fanfare? You want the fanfare? 
You should have a fanfare. Well, I mean, the mm-hmm. reason that we're doing the grading show on Wednesday, but the reason we're having the discussion today, oh. that reason. Okay, so, yes. Uh, okay, here you go. Woo, big announcement time. <clears throat> we have our discussion today because this coming Wednesday, I do want to issue final grades. It would be irresponsible, Bubba, for us to issue final grades today just because we're still in the arc. Right. Okay. But coming Wednesday, we'll be in between the arcs. We will be giving away, uh, uh, giving our final grades. I guess we're giving away the grades. We're giving the final grades away on Wednesday. But the reason that this conversation needed to happen today is because this coming Wednesday will, in fact, be a slightly earlier show, Bubba Joe. I can go ahead and tell you now that airtime should be approximately 1.45 p.m. Eastern Time. This coming Wednesday, because at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, President Echo and Rev Deuce will be here live for this month's State of the Game. And that will be hosted on the stage of Talking Trek this coming Wednesday. And, and if we can, I will try to book an additional guest. If you guys want to, do you guys want to talk to Mr. Tiger again? Because I feel like he said what he needs to say. Don't forget, like, he didn't work as much on the Fleet Commanders. He did a lot of stuff with the board. I would love to talk to the guy who, who built Fleet Commanders. But I don't know. So would I. I don't know if this, if this is an appropriate time. I would love to have had him come to teach it. I don't know if feeding back is necessarily what they're going to want to do on stage. But I can see if Mr. Tiger wants to come back. But, well, yeah, this coming, this coming Wednesday, Echo will be here. If there's something new to talk about, right? Something that they're like, hey, we've gotten this feedback. This is where we would like to go. We don't know when it can be implemented, but this is kind of our vision of what we want to do. Like, if he can talk to some of that, I think that would be useful. But if, you know, it's, you know, I, again, we've talked about the board armadas. We know how they work. We know what crews. We understand the chests. Like, unless there's not something new that we don't need to waste, we don't need to in, impose ourselves upon his time, in my opinion. Well, I'll uh, I'll see if he wants to. Um, yeah, I, I have no problem with asking if he if he wants to. But uh, at the very least, Echo will be here. We'll be able to talk to him and and certainly feedback to him on a lot of these same issues. I think now that that we're twenty days in, at least for those who who now fully understand the mechanics of like say fleet commanders, we can clearly identify a problem. Like this is, you know, Mr. Tiger has said this in the past, Bubba, like we don't necessarily want to knee jerk on something. We want to let everything play out. Um, for example, the Borg exocomps, I think it's safe that we can go back and say, okay, hey, listen, you know, this thing isn't working exactly the way you said it was. Like they can't be, you know, we, we, we ain't getting three cells per, per exo. You know, maybe another five, 10 minutes would be cool. All right. Like, Certainly very possible. That being said, um, I think his reaction was appropriate. Hey, listen, I'm not going to make any changes yet. We need to get through. We need to look at some data. We need to see the experience afterwards and not just looking in from the outside. 20 days in, I, again, would love an extra 5, 10 minutes on the Exos, but I also have a boatload of them. How you guys doing on Exos? I saw this at the uh, beginning part of the show where you guys were showing off all these dozens of Borg exocomps you've got in your inventory. Bubba, do you remember what my claim was? 
We would have them coming out of our ears yeah. or some other part of our anatomy. I don't know if I would characterize them as coming out of your ears just yet, okay? But players do have stashes, all right? That, you know, and, and some of them are more than others. I fully acknowledge that I also was uh, ignorant to a block from 41 to 45. I did not realize that was warp-locked. So, like, you, you could, like, for example, Putz, I think, was telling us that he could do 41s, 15 of them on a single hole, but doesn't have the actual capability of getting to the 45 to try to punch up a little bit. Well, that's going to inherently limit the number of chests that he can open, you know? So that, therefore, is going to inherently limit the number of exocomps that he can get as well. So I think that that, is, uh, a, that continues to be a problem. However, Mr. Tiger also came out and said it won't be fixed regarding the warp range stuff like this is what it is so we are now tasked as a community to to find the the best workarounds that we can find for that whether that's putting max loot on a disco and and summoning there which will be expensive but how important are those chests to you there are some there are some things there that now us as players, we as players now have some choices to make or some other things to be thinking about when trying to approach some of this content because now we know warp ranges are not going to be touched. Um, I have also, uh, well, that's probably all I can share at this, at this time. But uh, I, I do kind of just kind of come back and I wonder, we obviously would love to see a little bit more time on those exos. I, I still think that they're high pressure. You might have quantities of them, but when you're using one, it's still very focused, right? Still very pressured. Um, I'd love to see a little bit more time on those. But I see right here in the chat, players got a couple bunches of those. Bubba it's, Joe. It's, it's, it's a needle they're trying to thread, and I get it, right? They don't want the high end of the player to be able to do, you know, two runs on an XO, whereas the low end player can't even finish their first one, right? So I, yeah. I get... The, the needle they're trying to thread here is a very, very fine one. I agree with you. I think they're a little short, but um, it's something where I think they're trying to make it one size fits all for everyone, and that's just not it's tough. something that I think is attainable here. Yeah, It's tough. You know, and I've seen this. We'll get ready to wrap up with this because we've gone too long, but Lady Unaleska has put her finger on probably... <laughs> Probably what may ultimately, long-term, Bubba Joe, be the best solution here is a second Vidar. And and I don't want to say that. I'm not running two, okay? I'm not. But I'll tell you, for the short-term investment of the charge nanoprobes, I know, God. And you know what? Don't do anything yet. Don't do anything yet, okay? I wouldn't start building or doing anything yet because we don't know what February is going to bring. All right. I would be super, super miffed if I if I started working and spending charge nanoprobes on a second Vidar only for something to come out next month that invalidates that investment. So I would wait. But I am seeing some merit. I am seeing some merit towards a second Vidar. Trader, well, you're the wrong person to ask. <laughs> Bubba's also the wrong person to ask. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I run too. I run Are you going to ask if I have a second Vidar? Because I do. Yeah, but you're not killing board probes, are you? I am not. Yeah, I didn't figure. Aaron, why is there potentially not? This is not blanket. It's not advice. But why is there potentially a reason to have a second Vidar? 
Well, I, I run two, and I with no exos, I can fill up both of those in 18 minutes. Because while one's killing, I'm sending the second one to the next target. Yeah, and so, so if you're running an exo, it's going to speed it up even faster. You got it. Yeah, the exos are not exclusive to a singular ship, right? So if you have a second fully functional, fully capable, even a tier nine, if, if you will, you're literally getting doubled. You're, the only reason that they'll be different is your crew, right? So if you had a second one, which I, again, I'm not, I don't, I'm I'll not, and I'm not going to until I see February, <laughs> but there is some merit to that. Maybe a short-term investment of some charged nanoprobes to get the second one there is going to make this grind so much better because literally the exos will go twice as far. You know, I mean, literally, if you pop one exo, you're literally doing two ships with it. So that could be a thing. But again, but again, I am going to wait until February. I don't think anybody should go out and build or invest charge nanoprobes right now. I would like to wait and see what February brings. We already know that February is the final arc of this of this revisit. So if we don't see it, you know, by the beginning of this arc, then maybe if that's something you want to do, but that's going to set you behind on board directives and maybe some other faction credits for a couple of weeks or a month or a month and a half while you invest in tearing up that uh, Vidar. But if that's a problem for you, if you want the grind to be faster, a second Vidar is the way to go. I haven't done it yet. I'm contemplating right now. I'm okay. Uh, I'm, I, it's already mountains better than what it was, which is why I'm okay being patient for another couple of weeks. But I still want it to be faster. I still want it to be faster because it's so bad. Mimi says it would take five months to earn enough charge nanos to max a Vidar. Is that right? Not, months, not, well, not now, now that they've added an extra chest, it's going to actually be faster to, prom- to get charge nanoprobes for yeah, let me upgrading look at- a... Like I said, it's an investment. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to stop your investment in other things. So let's see. Well, that's still a lot, man. One point two million. Oh yeah, it's a lot. Charged nanoprobes. Is there any efficiency research on that, or is that is that a base yes. raw figure? Is there a oh. research on that? I thought there was you, something. You, there is there is research in the star um, starships, starships. Isn't it? Let's take a look here. Yeah. Um, prime refining nanoprobe hunter. Devor Mining, Prime Cargo, Prime Charge Nanoprobe Refining. I don't think I see it. Is there one? I'm pretty certain there was one. Some Discovery Impulse, yeah. Cultivated Mycelium, Discovery. Maybe there wasn't. I thought there was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's only... Vam, that's right. The There's only the Prime to double the Charge Nanoprobe payout but I don't think there's anything to reduce the cost. No, maybe not. Yeah. So let's do this. So 1.2 million. You can get 45,000 a day. That's 27 only, days. That's 27 days. Where you at with your five yeah. months? It's 27 days, folks. All right. But Completely yes, you're right. Sacrificing everything you're sacrificing everything. You're sacrificing everything else. That's why I'm saying like that's a personal choice. It is a sacrifice. This comes back to the buy-in mechanic. And, and this one, by the way, this one, by the way, I'm not blaming Scopely for. I, I'm fine talking to him about the directives and that cost and, you know, you having to give up on some of the other faction credits. But this one, 
is not a game mechanic that you got to play in. This is a convenience tool for you to make it faster. That is on you. If you choose to spend 27 days worth of faction credits on maxing a second Bedard, that's on you. I don't have a problem with that. I don't do. Forget you Go ahead, Puss. Have the blue. Don't forget you actually have to have the blueprints to build a second Bedard. They come in Cosmic Cleanup. Right, but if you if you're starting from zero, you know, if you want to build a second Vidar, how long is that going to take to get the blueprints? Ten then? weeks. Yeah, ten weeks to get them. So yeah, ten weeks on the blueprints, only twenty seven days. So listen, it, it ten weeks is what? Ten weeks is seventy five days. So you could still do half and half. You could get some independent credits. You know, there's no sense in stacking all the charge nanoprobes up all at once. So you, you could just do the math on that. But that, again, is a personal convenience time-saving measure and does not have a dependency on the game's mechanic. It's just an efficiency for you whether or not you want to buy in. That's why I'm saying I haven't decided if I want to do that yet, Bubba. Uh, I'm going to wait till February and see if we happen to get like a Vidar A or something like that. I don't know. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, because I'll be yeah. super miffed if I start building one and then a Vidar A comes out. So I'm just going to wait and see. All right, going to wait and see what happens, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we've got one more thing of Battleship to do, and then and then can we are we done? It's been a little bit longer show than I intended, but you know, good spirited debate, and this is what I wanted, Bubba Joe, and and I am glad and appreciate that nobody like screamed and cussed and yelled out of here, and myself included. Uh, even though like I was pro- <laughs> I was probably the most uh, confrontational than than anybody. I was even I was even going at people in the audience, so. Um, I, I appreciate everybody bearing with it and, and being a little bit forgiving of my temperament today because I, I am grumpy. But this was the conversation I wanted. It okay. absolutely is, Bubba. It, it was the pros. It was the cons. It was the good sides. It was the ugly sides. And that is what we are all about here. I want all of it. I want the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I think it was a great conversation. So thank you for fighting me as hard as you did. The only other thing I saw in the chat that was requested is uh, Fantasy Fleet Command. Yeah, I don't think we got time to do a new draft today, but we can look at the we can look at the results. God, I got killed again. God bless. You it. didn't get killed. It was close. One hundred and seventeen to eighty three. That's fifty nine to forty one. That's a twenty percent margin of victory. Like, I, I, I congr- fine. Congratulations, Bubba Joe. It's it's better than sixty. It's better than sixty forty, right? And sixty forty is all but a tie, right? I mean, it's. <laughs> Last time it was seventy three twenty seven, so I guess I did do a little better on this one. But but I'm actually thinking. You so chose the one of the Sarko. things that you know, <laughs> can I can I just say that hearing Bubba Joe say sixty forty is basically a tie. I know, right? Absolutely, like floors <laughs> math. That just like, that that's oh my god! I I don't know what to say. Oh, Who are you? Have you done the like, That's fine. That's like, your, that's a fair criticism. Off. <laughs> so so what I want to say is that because I think some people might be intentionally voting for one of us as opposed to the other, mm-hmm. maybe we should take the names off the next time. Oh, you want to do a, a blind draft, a private draft? No, 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 no. We'll do the draft live. So if they listen to the show, they'll know who made the picks. But when you put the poll up, it's possible, Dr. Juby, <laughs> that there are certain people that are coming in here and voting against DJs because DJ made the picks. <laughs> Does that happen? Do people vote against me just because I'm me? 
That's... Dr. Juby said that during <laughs> our last did. show. During the right? I'm with Faith Walker. <laughs> There's no way that a sarcophagus should have won that contest. None. <laughs> That's right. Next time, we're going to switch the names around. We'll do the draft, Bubba. When I post it, we're going to switch the names and see if I would still lose. <laughs> uh, don't forget... Don't forget the Bubba Joe Beers on the Wall contest is still going on. We've got a link for you inside the graphics room, and I think it's also, hopefully, inside the contest rules room. Aaron, that might be the best place to put it, is in the contest rules room. That way people can always go and find it. If you would, take a uh, link of that Google form and throw it in. The contest rules form, Bubba Joe's Beers on the Wall contest still going. When will Bubba Joe complete Ops 60? You most accurately predict the date and the time, and you could win a $100 pack. Welcome back, Karthak. The Discord got insanely busy, so many channels. Yeah, we got a lot of channels, and most of them don't get used. I probably should go through and clean them up. I guess every single channel does have its own distinct little purpose, though, right? Like, we've got the show me your merch. Like, that's just for fun. And we've got the, the spoilers room. And we've got a spoilers room. Maybe I could delete that lieutenant's exam room. We could probably get rid of that one. There's so many rooms. There are a lot. It's a big Discord. Welcome back, Karthak. Appreciate it. All right. So Bubba Joe beers on the wall contest. $100 pack to the most accurate prediction winner. Of course, funded and paid for by Op60's Bubba Joe. That's important for us to specify that he will be paying for it. If I ever get there. <laughs> Do we have an update? How many beers on the wall, buddy? Uh, well, turns out... No, you know what? No, 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 no. It's not fair. It's not fair to people who have already guessed for you to give updates for new players to join. So that's it. No more updates. Okay. No more updates. That's it. You're just going to have to guess. Bubba Joe is Ops 59. And we will give $100 away to the player who most accurately predicts the date and time of his completion of Ops 60. You can win $100, go into the contest rules room, and play the Bubba Joe Beers on the Wall contest. In the meantime, we have another game to play here. As we get ready to wrap up, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Talking Treks Battleship. Let's go. Uh, we're going to do the drawing right now. Carthank, you can't do it that way. There's a form. There's a Google form in the contest rules room. Go there and fill out the form, and you can enter. All right, contest and pick. Congratulations to Leon. Leon, you've got an opportunity to come and play Talking Trek's Battleship right now. You've been invited to the stage of Talking Trek to deliver your coordinates into the Talking Trek wartime computer. Leon, if you can join in voice, that would be great. If you need to play in text, that is also completely fine. But we do need... Up oh, there's Leon. Leon's in voice. Leon, welcome in, buddy. How are you? Uh-oh. He's on the stage, Bubba Joe. He had to have clicked the button. Oh, now he's gone. <laughs> do we need to bring him back? Or can we play in text? Leon, do you want to play in text? We got to get ready to wrap up. We're like three, almost three hours and 40 minutes. I don't know how that happened, Bubba. <laughs> uh, you went two hours before your first break. I don't even know. That's what, how it happened. What was there to even talk about? <laughs> I'm kidding. All right, Leon, we got you back on the stage. Welcome in, buddy. How are you? Yikes. All right, Leon, not working, buddy. We're going to have to play in text. we got to move along. Let's go, pal. 
Let me uh, let me hit you up in text. Let's hop into the battleship war room. Let's go. All right, Leon. You've been hopefully keeping up with the card. I need you to come into the text chat, and I need you to enter your coordinates into the battleship wartime computer. Two ships have been destroyed, Bubba Joe. Three others have not been found. The Stella, the Cerritos, and the Mantis are still roaming your space. Players that find these ships will win amazing prizes. Players that destroy these ships will win amazing prizes. Leon, buddy, we gotta move. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. I need an answer in the next few seconds or I'm gonna have to pick somebody up. There we go. C9, we got it. Charlie 9 says Leon. Let's go to the computer. Computer, Charlie 9, please. Charlie 9. Targets acquired. not a hit Leon I do appreciate you eliminating another guess another grid off of our game board there you go we've had two guesses today Bubba Joe two misses but increasing the odds for our next set of players and you will indeed have an additional chance to play as a matter of fact you should go down into the battleship war room and enter right now because coming up tomorrow night live on twitch we will draw two trader two off-air players to play Talking Treks Battleship to match the two that we played here on the air. Big prizes, big winning, and it's just beginning. Ooh, I'm a poet and didn't know it. <laughs> Trader, 92, 92 prizes in the month of January. And we're not done yet. And we're not done yet because tomorrow night, January 30th, we'll be live on Twitch for possibly more shenanigans. We're very, very close, Trader, to another $100 pack giveaway on our Twitch stream, which will be happening tomorrow night, probably in the neighborhood of 8 or 9 p.m.-ish Eastern time. There you go. Uh, lots of winning here on the stage of Talking Trek. Thank you guys so very much for all being here. Uh, Trader, do we have anything else? We've got the new promotion, which I'm going to talk to players about. Probably not tonight, given that the podcast ran over. I was actually prepared to do a short Twitch tonight, but I can't. It's too late now. I'm tired, grumpy, so we'll have to uh, we'll have to talk about it another time. And it can't be. I probably can't be tomorrow night. Do you want to do it tomorrow night? Because it requires gameplay. Let's do it tomorrow night. It requires gameplay though. That means we can't do Star Trek. Of course, we will be between the arcs. So. I guess we could do it tomorrow night. Do you guys want to play this new promotion tomorrow night so you guys can get started earning your, your entries yeah. into the giveaway? Yes. Wait, is Incursions tomorrow? No. no. Is it? No. No. When is Incursions? Uh, 31st, 1st, and 2nd, I believe. So the U.S. is on the 1st, right? Yes. Oh, my God. That's Wednesday. That's the state of the game day. <laughs> well, I guess I know what I won't be doing that day, early in the day. So I'll tell you what, here's what we'll do. Here's what we'll do. Community, let's Monday night, let's go on Twitch and we'll just hang out and do, well, no, no, we'll start the new game. We'll start the new promotion, Trader. I'll, I'll play a new game for you guys uh, and that will start our seven-day period. There will only be a seven-day window, Trader. And when I start it, 
Like the computer, and, and by the way, there will be no exceptions to this because last time that killed me. I am just going to let the computer cut it off. So if you, if you hit it five minutes late, I'm so sorry. All right, but I'm going to let the computer do it, Trader. Um, you've got to hit a certain level objective in the game within seven days. Now, Bubba, you told me that that particular objective, much like the objective with Raid, will only take a player probably two to three hours, right? If they yes. actually played it. So the objective is super simple, community. Uh, in a new game that we will debut for you tomorrow night because the company is paying us to, and we will give away cash prizes to our audience uh, if they do it. That will So we'll premiere that on the 30th. That's Monday. Maybe, no, you know what? We're going to take Tuesday the 31st off. Wednesday the 1st, Trader, we're going to do our state mm-hmm. of the game early in the day. Okay? And... I'll let you guys decide on Wednesday if you want to do more of our new game promotion because i got to do two of them in this week. So I could do the second one on Wednesday night or we could do it on Thursday night. But if we do it on Thursday night, then that means we didn't do any Star Trek Twitch this entire week. And I kind of feel like maybe Wednesday night we could do night number two of the promotion and then on Thursday we could do a night on Twitch for Star Trek Fleet Command and then we'll be done for the week. No, nope, can't do that, can we? No, here's what we'll do. Wednesday night, the first, we'll stream Incursions. And then on Thursday, the second, we'll do night number two of the game promotion. That'll work, right? That way we will uh, we'll, we'll actually... Incursions vicariously through you, DJs. I was going to say, that way, I, you know, at least there's something in Star Trek to stream. So that's what we'll do. So Monday, new promotion, new game. Wednesday, state of the game on the pod. Wednesday night, Incursions live stream. And then on Thursday, we'll do uh, night number two of our new game promotion. And that'll be it because you'll only have until like Sunday night to complete the promotion. But like Bubba Joe says, it only takes a couple hours. So Sunday night, we'll complete the uh, promotion or that'll be the cutoff. And then we'll uh, have everything set up for you guys to enter for the drawing for $500. However, Trader wants to give it out. Have you given any thought to a trader? What do you want to do? I think we're. I think we stick with the five one hundred dollar packs. Five one hundred dollar packs. That's that's where you go. So our goal is one hundred and thirty players. Out of those one hundred and thirty players, plus, if you do the task, then we will put you into a drawing for one hundred dollars. No, I don't care about that dragon. He said it should be the highest five level players. I don't care about that. They don't pay me no. any extra for that. <laughs> they don't pay me any extra for that. So I don't care. Hit the objective and quit. I don't care. Doesn't matter to me. <laughs> and, and let me just say, I like this game a lot. Bubba, Bubba Joe's been playing this game, but I don't even want to say anything about it yet, Bubba Joe. I don't want to give any hint, but your I just I your wanted, level. I wanted to give the the Bubba seal of approval. Your your level in this game. You are you might be whalier in that game than you are in Star Trek. It's possible. That's not possible. That's not possible. <laughs> uh, that is coming out. Andar, I can't tell you the game yet because I don't want you to download it yet because if you do download it, then none of your progress will count. You must use my download link, and it will not be ready until tomorrow. So if you even, yeah, if you, you've got to use the link. That way you're not going to disqualify yourself. So that's why I'm not going to let players prevent themselves from participating, Bubba Joe. I'm not even going to tell you yet. Until um, until tomorrow night, and we'll make the link and all that stuff available. I would also like to visit, uh, or like you to visit our website, 
where we've got some merchandise up. We've got links to our YouTube and, of course, our Twitch, which we talked about, which we will do tomorrow night. There's also the link to our Gold Patreon Club, where I'd like to thank players who contribute $10 or more per month towards the financial success. And, of course, Trader, that financial success turning into giveaways back to the community. Obviously, somebody's paying for this stuff. 92 giveaways in January, and we're not done yet. Thank you so very much. To Lord Neelix, Lady Cast, Trader Tucker, More Stuck, Hostels, Iron Chef, Virtual Army, D-Lyle, Mechrack, Hammerhead, Regis, Jayberg, Shady Pines, Big Shakes, Lobot, Auto Obsession, It's Hunter, Tagore, Red Susie, Katana, Hank, Abe, DJ, or MC101, Late Nighter, Light Bull, Louis P, Zalvador, Zinfried, uh, Oh My God, Scoopley, Answer, CS, Tickets, Stormbringer, Bills, Mafia, Bayonetta, Darkside, Luke, Grogthorn, Archangel, Smoke, Mohawk, DJs, Is a Case of the Man, Jeski, Papa, Smurf, Jason, Captain, Jack Morris, Archer, Yusuke, Arian, The Professor, DJs, Loves, Assaults, and Hani, Steve, Ranksnar, Liam, and Dominus, Casey Jones, Rippers, God, Chronic Break, This Fella, Jesus Christ, Wet Willie, Joe, K90, K9, Tooth, Darth Adamus, Sir Tail, General Chaos, Warren, Afox, Judge Crane, G-Force, Bamekis, Captain Q, Plain Simple, Gary Game, Junior, Admiral, Inwater, Cha-Cha, Roar, Scarlet Hawk, Kendall, Looser, DJ's Games are Rigged, Tactics, Seven of Nine, Jagged, Nebigo, Full Tilly, Blue Mandalorian, Noxus, Exhibitor, Fermax, Dr. Link, Clueless, Wins, Kids, Oida, Likes, Bath, Welch, Gabo, Finding Tessa, Saggy, Gunner, Mighty Croc, Unimatrix, Ensign, Shilvia, Shilly, The Web, Balabon, Fart Monster, Max, King of 101, D, Chesty, Nom Nom, Garf, One, Medic, 213, Dark Knight, Hypnofly, Stratoblaster, Pixelate, Lost In, and Buddy. And also thanks to our Nitro uh, Boosters and Honey, Bad Boy, Brad, Captain Mark, D-Law, Arian, Matt Dog, Orion, Paximus, Ripper, Shady Pines, Tactical Mosquito, and The Wicked Witch. Thank you for contributing to Talking Track. A registered trademark and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. I am your friendly neighborhood cat person. Feline of nine. Sam, meow for now. Love you, mean it, everybody. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Resistance is adorable.